Hello, sunshine. Wake up, sleepyhead, because it's time for Rental Store Rumble. That's right. Just like Brendan Fraser, we are back in action. Two films enter, one film leaves. I am Rodney. This is... Well, I'm grooving Rodney, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is... Uh, Paul, I don't have anything catchy. Just, just Paul. Just Paul. And this is... Uh, Jazz and Josh, Jazz I guess. And Josh, Jazz sir. and Josh. How about... Uh, I don't know. Punk Paul. Static Paul? No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Punk static Paul. <laughs> we'll have to Paul, Paul Neutron Bomb. There we go. And today we are going to talk about Utah. Yes. Mm. Despite the fact that we often watch some rated R content, we are from Utah. This time we are talking about the two most popular films by the best filmmaker in Utah. That is... Trent Harris's Beaver Trilogy versus Plan 9 from Outer... Plan, Plan 10, 10, right? Yeah. Plan 10 <laughs> from Outer Space. I'm used to saying Plan 9. Yeah. <laughs> it's become second despite nature. If there's seen... a plan, it is the ninth plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dis- despite having seen Plan 10 a bunch of times. Anyway, we will also be doing our old format this time because these films are somewhat uncommon and it would be best to explain what is going on so that you know. Also, in the case of the trilogy, it's not much to recap. I think time. there's a lot to recap. <laughs> well, I mean, the overall thing, the story. There will be a lot that is just, and this is the same. This the same the version, same. or the <laughs> new version of. Yeah, but, but if you want to see them, uh, they are around if you look. In a deep corner of the internet, <clears throat> echocave.net. And I actually actually was able to find Beaver Trilogy in parts, but the whole thing online on a website, a, mm. a known website. All right, first up, the Beaver Trilogy from multiple years. <laughs> it is a documentary as well as two dramatic reenactments of an experience involving a quirky but wonderful man they call the Beaver Kid, as he suffers and struggles for fame by setting up the greatest talent show the town of Beaver has ever seen. I mean, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Starring Groovin' Gary himself, Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Casualties of War, and Crispin Glover from Friday the 13th Part 4 and Ruben and Ed. So... <laughs> I did not know what I was getting into with this Yeah, episode. it was funny. Yeah. Having Josh watch it. Get, Sorry, I got other the, notes fell. For both of these, I got the two-minute trailer that Rodney showed that absolutely illustrated nothing about <laughs> not, 
anything no. I was going to experience. Yeah, not necessarily trailers, but just, just a clip. Brief yeah, just clips. here's two minutes of parts but, of this. Yeah, we had Groove and Gary doing Barry doing Barry Manilow, Barry Manilow. <laughs> at the beginning. Mm. That's what I showed him, and then later, Plan Ten, I just showed him the a brief moment of the club. <laughs> See. Yeah, that I don't know. I'm going in blind. Yeah, 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 that clearly after watching that, it's it's even more mysterious than this one. Yeah. So anyway, we start with a guy taking some pictures. Yeah. yeah. He approaches someone. He's like, "Oh, is this uh going on right now?" Uh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering right. about that because they show later in the third version him taking pictures of like. In real life, was he there just to take pictures of like the TV of Sky studio? Two. Yeah, that's really what that, he was there or to do. Maybe he was trying to weasel his way, way into, into television. Like, yeah, and I guess he kind of did. We've we've proven in previous uh, documentaries that that can happen. You yeah. can weasel your way into things. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Johnston did a good job. Yeah. With that. Oh yeah. So just forces he, his way onto MTV. See, he just he <laughs> yep. you know he just had a little bit lower uh, expectations. He wasn't going to go MTV. He was just going to go uh, Channel Two, extra. Channel Two News. Extra. <laughs> yeah, extra. It's like real people, right? It's like real people. Yeah. So <laughs> it's actually a it's a pretty it's a groundbreaking show. Uh, I know we're used to the highly conservative land of Utah, where you know that's every single local channel is very specifically politically swayed to the conservative views yeah but channel two had a number of bizarre groundbreaking and innovative things back then oh. just thought i'd mention and one of those was extra and that's what trent harris worked on he re mm. he made a um an anti-television television documentary <laughs> And that's and he won like awards for it and stuff. Anyway, hmm. Trent Harris is a fascinating guy. So that's where we are now. Person doing extra. Some dudes taking pictures of Sky Two, and then John Wayne happens. Yep. yep. Uh, you want, I'm doing some impersonations. Okay. How how about a bit of John Wayne? One yeah. of you guys get it, John Wayne. I don't know what I can't remember oh, what he hello said. Hello there in TV, TV land. land. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, wow. <laughs> the kinds like, of things he said. Yeah. And then Rocky. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, his, hey. Describing Rocky. <laughs> uh, Rocky, you know, he's a good guy. He's he knows a good his guy. Uh, right from his left and his left from his right, you know. He's a good a guy. Mickey, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, good, good he loves Adrian. his wife, Adrian. He's married to Adrian, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he could not laugh all the time. So then, yeah, he's like, oh, if I just made the tube, I'd be just so tickled to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, the idea of being on television was just the best thing in the world to this guy. Maybe we're just so, so absolutely foreign. We're not like <laughs> expecting fame in the same way. <laughs> no. Anyway. So I am quite happy never ending up on film or television. Let's well, just say like now well, you have just... been on film. Josh. God damn it! Shut <laughs> up, you. I was gonna say that like people can just put their own stuff online all the time, so it's not 
that special like being on tv yeah. care. like if the news was on or something like they wanted to interview me i'd be like eh, i'd rather not oh paul <laughs> you were on film too and you were you were credited as rocky oh yeah it was rocky that's right yeah okay anyway <laughs> not the same rocky but <laughs> yes it wasn't not the same rocky anyway so says he's the beaver rich little yep, yep. he is a beaver rich little and he's does impersonations he's like oh do some more he's like well i do olivia newton john but i uh, better not do that don't, don't have mind. my backup yeah yeah <laughs> do old barry manilow just, for you barry manilow i love that <laughs> and this, okay i am not familiar with barry, barry manilow, manilow speaking i yeah, know I, know. I know his music but i do not know his speech pattern he's really intriguing i love the man the most <laughs> i'm gonna say he, he seems does, overly articulate he does the songs mandy and i cannot smile without you <laughs> i forgot about that that actually did make me laugh. Yeah. i cannot smile without you <laughs> yeah what goes on in beaver well you uh you you drag Maine or go to school but yeah, he was you out know. of school. He was twenty one. Groovy yeah. Gary, he's twenty one. So, he so you just go. you just drag Maine and you uh you know or, go or you watch, watch two. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I sure do. <laughs> I really do. I really um, do. He works for the Union Pacific Railroad. Yeah, I made a note of that because later when they said he worked at other places, I'm like, no. <laughs> they changed the and details. People don't know that Union Pacific Railroad was a thing that existed even back then. Yep. But yeah, and... he does uh, introduce. I guess is it trent harris at the time the actual yeah because this was the real footage yep that's to true. his car can i oh, can yes. i take a picture of you oh, taking yeah. A, oh yeah taking a picture of me yeah yeah uh, how about if i take a picture of you take a picture of me take a picture of you okay is that would that be all right <laughs> so weird um oh yeah we do get to see his uh yeah oh my car. days of do you know what it was i wrote it 64 down. impala yes wait 64 what's, Chevrolet Impala. Yeah, that's what what's the 64 Impala, Josh? Ooh, that's a fun. It's one of those old ones before they had uh, they had made what would be considered the pony cars. So everything was just big, but also very powerful. Pony car? Yeah. Do they run on instead of horsepower? They have so much pony power. Well, technically, <laughs> it's kind of a mix. Between it's a halfway point between the muscle what is deemed the official muscle cars and yeah. smaller stuff this is at the time like for chevy mm -hmm. the uh, corvette was their muscle car so the camaro which wasn't as powerful was smaller therefore it was the pony pony car yeah, and uh, you, you mentioned another car that was nearby oh, oh yeah, yeah you noticed just, another car yeah they're walking <laughs> through this parking, parking lot, lot and there's just this random 50s bel air parked there i learned how to drive in a just 50s like that's bel air that's so. awesome i'm, oh, I'm so not familiar enough it's a good car eh oh yeah okay oh, I just, yeah I they're know. awesome cars like the the one of the weirdest things is like i drove that to learn how to drive and like anytime i've said that to a car person that's like whoa what the hell yeah what <laughs> Anyway, yeah, his Impala has a AM, FM, eight track, and eight track, all the, the stuff. whole setup. Yeah. He's uh, he's grooving Gary. His handle is grooving Gary on CB. Yep. Uh, qualification: Love is Farah, <laughs> and he 
He's uh yeah, just showing off his car yeah. with the engraving. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah, like, he has glass engraving for like yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett on the other side. And Olivia's, oh my gosh. Oh, and that Olivia Newton John's like yeah. being engraved. He's like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like the most hideous cartoon of her. <laughs> That's a ter- <laughs> it looks but it's, so bad. It's one of those that was like done by his buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. I'm, I mean, you're from Beaver, Utah, which. Looking it up had a population of under eighteen hundred. But it just looks so people. bad. It does. It's like you probably. Well, I'm just saying it's unlikely a Van Gogh would have come yeah. out of there. He also says that anytime Although TV he... did technically. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> anytime uh, he gets a gorgeous blonde in his car, it starts it just, acting. Yeah, like, yeah. Starts, his yeah he has a, a Christine, Christine car. Yeah. yeah. His car is a Christine-like vehicle. I mean, it's not as well, like mo- bad they got as Christine, most but it gets of the evil out after Christine. But you yeah. know, this is like post Christine. This is Christine <laughs> if like Arnie lived and murdered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is more like a descendant of Christine. That's not as bad. It's, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Christine hasn't happened yet. Yeah, she's she's not evil. Maybe just, this is a yeah, you know, like a relative of Christine's before. Yeah. yeah, she just gets jealous and then does irritating things yeah. rather than you know trying yeah. to kill people. Although I don't think uh, I don't think the Beaver Kid is capable of becoming Arnie. He's just too too pure a soul. Mm-hmm. True. So anyway, I do he... I do love his red shag carpet everything interior on this. Oh, yeah, that's oh, so good. And he has like the footprint gas pedal. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> very very seventies car. Yep. <laughs> it's like take an Impala and put everything seventies you can into it. I also love that he knows the car well enough; it doesn't start, so he goes out there and hits something, something and it starts and it immediately. Starts, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so. I mean, he knows his stuff. Well, he's yeah. like, she she knows that she's on TV. TV so. She's a little shy. I gotta. <laughs> Gotta help her out here. Yeah, so he drives off, and then he sends a letter. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Dear Trent letter. Yeah. This is the letter you send to get people to come film you. And unlike the Dear John letter, the breakup letter, <laughs> it's the Dear, Dear Trent, Trent letter. The Dear Trent letter is how you get people to come to <laughs> Basically, you. Basically, Dear Trent, please come watch our talent show. I got the best talent in all the beaver. Yeah, you're yep. the best talent they have yeah, to offer. Yeah, the best talent beavers ever seen. So, which is probably not wrong. Yep. So it's an assembly of some kind. I do love uh, just in the letter he talks about how like the only thing that calms him down these days is Mister Rogers and Sesame <laughs> Street. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, he writes ha ha. Yeah, he wrote ha ha. And, he oh, couldn't help but get a so laugh, his, and even his on laugh, paper, he even uh, has to write down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Olivia Newton Dawn will be there. That's me. What were you thinking here, Josh, when you first heard this? I was just like, "Oh, okay, this is uh, weird. <laughs> it's taking a strange turn." So yeah, this this was definitely like. <laughs> From his impressions, I'm like, oh, he's going to want to do impressions. It's nope. Like, Olivia Newton-John, I, I mean, was I not guess, expecting. Yeah. yeah. Musical number, but he, uh, in the letter, you know, he's saying, you know, please come down. Like, I, I, 
he says something about like, I'm sorry. I hope that all the phone calls haven't disturbed you. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I guess he's been just calling, calling. I just imagine you know grooving Gary yeah. like ringing Trent's phone off the hook, just trying to get a hold. Of but it. I am begging you to come down and film us. It's going to be great. It's on the 31st, and I'll be getting my makeup done at the Open Mortuary. <laughs> That's where you yeah. got to get your makeup done in Beaver. That's true. So how how far is Salt Lake from Beaver? Four, mm. out, three and a half hours? I think about that. So yeah, that's how long he would have to drive. Oh, wow. Just for those of that you... That was quite the trip for the day for him. country is three and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah. They're listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's always weird when you think about that. Oh yeah, Utah's the size of... Several countries, yeah, other places, or at least a country, yeah, yeah. little ones. Anyway, makeup in the mortuary, so they go to the mortuary, and you see him putting on his makeup, and he says, uh, "You know, it's uh, I just want to under- people to understand. I-, I enjoy being a guy. You know, you know, I'm Gary. I'm a guy. Like being a guy. Yeah." I, I take my uh, impressions very seriously. He's like, "This is all for fun," but I do. I, the I take the impressions. I, I take those seriously. Yeah, I, I'm a man, not not a girl. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's where that started getting a very interesting vibe <laughs> off of it. Yeah, and he says he he performs better in makeup, and mm-hmm. this this woman talking to him a little bit. I think your impressions are really good. You know, all this stuff. He says, uh, Beaver's a, a good town. Uh, everybody treats you real well here. You know, uh, Col- Coach Alfred, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, you know, got a doggone good football doggone team. Doggone good football team this year. He's real proud, real, real of, proud football of that football team. team. Yeah, he keeps saying a lot of stuff like, you know, I, I have to convince the audience that I've not gone crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's all for fun. <laughs> but that the first thing, I, you know. I enjoy being a guy. I really do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just weirdly nervous. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But this it's, is... Because not... to be there, the 70s and as yeah. small town USA as you mm-hmm. can probably Oh, and you find. looked up the population at the time was 1700-ish? 1700 yeah. plus some. Small town Utah, conservative Utah in 1979, so... yeah. Yeah, and it's He's... one of those, even for us in Utah, it's like, yeah, it's one of those weird little southern yeah, towns it's one down of those there. Weird yeah, everybody's off to the side of the freeway. That's that one thing. The only thing it's known for is... Uh, when you're going to St. George, you pass by it. Yeah, when you're going to St. <laughs> George, you pass by it, and they have those I Love Beaver shirts. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, I love... They, they finally realized to capitalize on the name, so you have I Heart Beaver everything if you stop mm. there. Yep. So stupid. <laughs> But what they really should be capitalizing on is this. So yeah. he's home he's of talking, and Gary. Yeah, he talks about his uh, band, the B Steps, and then oh yeah, he he gets his stuff done. He's like, I'm gonna get into my threads. My threads. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the woman, after he gets into his threads and comes out, she's like, Oh, let's put your wiggy on. Wiggy. Yeah. We're <laughs> gonna get my wiggy on. It's like I just do it for a kick, you know. So do it for I'm, kicks. I'm you not, know. you know. Makes not people Olivia. laugh. I'm not Olivia. I mean, Olivia is Olivia. Yeah. I, I love her, you know. I I really do. <laughs> yep. And then he does his first impersonation of Olivia, which is oh, <laughs> I didn't quite 
know what to think or whatever he's yeah. doing. Well, I really don't know quite what to say. What to say, there we go. Yeah. I guess I ought to be going. <laughs> it's so weird. And then you see him mimicking to Olivia's song, Please Don't Keep Me Waiting. Oh, outside, First yeah, when he's you... going out to the car. Yeah. Have you heard this song enough times? Yeah. yeah. After today, yes. Definitely hit today's quota. Oh, today's quota. What about tomorrow's <laughs> quota? Uh, I mean, I'll have it in my head. I don't know. Well, if you have not reached your uh, quota here, oh, wow. is a copy of <laughs> Olivia Newton-John's Totally Hot from 1978, where the first song is Please Don't Keep Me Waiting. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> a good quality vinyl nice. print. Did you uh, already have that or did you pick that up for this episode? I already had it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I've had this for years. You never know. I've got a toolbox upstairs full of some things. Wigs? So, <laughs> so anyway, let's, let's get going because we got to talk about rabid dogs and beaver. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> yeah filming they beaver establishing and just... shots and they're just dogs just wandering. Like wandering. Roman dogs. Two dogs, no less, wandering around the street. Like going to, yeah. It's like that was that was Paul's biggest sign of concern in the movie. Was like, no, get the, out of the road. The dogs in the road, get yeah. out of there. Get out. And a car does come by after. So. It's like, geez, man, it's pretty scary. So we got uh, the the thing happening. Oh yeah, we go to the Beaver High School for the talent show. I got the front. They just have like a rock or something with a big B on it. B is for is beaver. That a thing like in other states, someone just putting letters. Yeah, on, like like uh... someone in another state. Please tell me. I know we have a California listener and a well more than one California listener and a New York listener. So tell me if that's a thing <laughs> in high schools in other states, please. Just putting the letter of the town you live in, and well, like around here they do it on the mountains too, like. Let's put a P on this one. Yeah, this I mean, that sort of makes sense. But like <laughs> the the rocks that they put and then they just continually paint the rock over and yeah, over. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because that's a thing at our high school. And, and the yeah. rock started out as like a like a, you know, hand sized rock. And it's been painted now over so many times. It's like the size of a person, but it's practically all paint. paint yeah. I mean, they painted it over, painted over it so many times. They started a new rock. I don't know the status. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the status of that because I haven't been to my high school since I got out of high school. <laughs> so... Same here. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we never got invited for a, a talent show at the school. We didn't. So we, bogus. We never. Yeah, it was bogus. We didn't, we didn't make the cut. <laughs> well, we're just not talented enough. Apparently. So. And speaking Let's, of not being talented enough, they yeah. start show us the first act. Yeah. J- Joan and uh, Julie Kessler. Yeah. They've been performing for audiences for a decade. Yeah, I guess so. And they do a song called The Happiest Girl in the Whole USA. Yep. Do you guys like this song? Uh, <laughs> I mean... Not particularly my favorite. It seems like something you would see at a school talent show, though. Oh, absolutely. It was the number one song on the Billboard Country charts in the spring of 1972. That actually explains a lot. Yeah. And it also appears on the September 14th, 1974 episode of the Lawrence Wilk Show entitled The Number One Songs of 1970s. Did the Kessler girls go on and perform it? No. Oh, too bad. (laughs) That would have been a cool crossover. (laughs) That would have been amazing. Anyway, there you go. 
Nice. Just, just thought I'd mention that. And then the next song, you got the really bouncy, energetic girl doing um, Let Me Be There. Yeah. You guys like this song? <laughs> uh, it's a song. Oh, yeah. The, the happiest girl in the whole USA. You got to mention that they just like awkwardly stand there as someone plays piano and they're like, Oh, and they're like Singing. staring straight ahead. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Good morning, morning. Hello, sunshine. Just like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so awkward. It's a zippity doo dah yeah. day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but let me be there. Very famous, covered by many, many people. But this girl, wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, that girl. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll give her points because she was definitely the most energetic. Yeah, she was into out it. There. Yeah, the thing is, like the you know the device they use to record the film plus the mic they use just, just make her auditorium sound bad. Mic. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, it's she's probably fine actually. Yeah, and that's part of it is how much of this is bad because <laughs> I just you think know, just was... terrible equipment. Equipment yeah. in the school. I was thinking how in The Simpsons, you know, they're doing a talent show and Principal Skinner's like, oh, it gets worse every year, <laughs> and then he comes out on stage like it gets better every year. It really does. <laughs> well. I only have one copy of this song, Let Me Be There, which is on the posthumous <laughs> oh. Elvis album, Moody Blues. Okay. That Moody Blue is a, his last official album, kind of. Oh, okay. And he does a live performance on it. It's uh, the fifth song on, the, on side A, so the last song on side A, if you've got the vinyl, which is right here. Great performance. <laughs> nice. Big Elvis fan, so I had to show that off. Also, this is one of those wacky, wacky vinyls. I know show and tell for an audio thing is stupid. It's blue. <laughs> Pictures could be posted online. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, that's that's pretty legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm an Elvis fan, so I thought I'd mention that one. But in any case, we've got uh, some girls dancing. And then they do the cheerleading. Just the dan they that was always part of school assemblies too. Is like this the is girls are going to dance to a song. This is always the worst part of any school assembly. This and then the like, the school like chant that we love the school. Those are oh, the two yeah. bad parts mm. of school. Like every time I had to sit through one of these dance things, I was just like, "Please end it kill, now! Kill me now! Just Please. end it!" But don't worry, we are rewarded. For yep. sitting through that, is this a comedy act. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, weird, uh, oh, we do blow out the candle thing. Yeah, we do get the <laughs> oh, blow out the co candle comedy, which truly confused Paul. <laughs> yeah. Would you blow out that candle? <laughs> oh, I can't blow it out. You blow it out. She like was just switching the yep. sides that of her mouth that she was talking with. Yeah, it's uh, an old famous comedy routine i almost sent like a version of that to you guys <laughs> okay. that was different just be like are you guys psyched for beaver <laughs> i don't even know if that would help me understand that part of the movie is i don't know it uh, wouldn't <laughs> i swear it was like on hee-haw one time and the girl thought it was funny or something i guess so that's what utah's like so hee-haw by the way is a redneck country variety television comedy show I know of it only because <laughs> the critic did a parody of it with uh, Next Generation. It's like, hee-haw, the Next Generation has, like, Picard and Worf dancing around. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, <laughs> anyway, we finally get... Olivia Newton-Don? Olivia Newton-Don is born. Yep. So, he, he comes out in his outfit, 
singing with his band, The B-Steps, Please Don't Keep Me Waiting, um, very awkwardly. Mm-hmm. It yeah. starts out, he's clearly nervous. Oh, yeah. And then he performs, and it doesn't sound amazing. It, it's one of those where it's like, eh, not, not, gr- not wonderful, but... I don't know. I've I've heard way worse people trying to mm-hmm. sing other famous. Yeah, people. I mean, for a guy, it's totally. Yeah, and for fine. a guy trying yeah. to sing Olivia Newton John, that's. I pointed out like it's kind of a miracle for a man to get his voice up high like woman's. I mean, mine can only go so high, but you know, yeah, I just think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about God. how it's something special. Yeah, well, he must sing. God told him to sing the sissy boy. Yep, sing, <laughs> sing the sissy way, voice. Yeah. Yep. So, are you guys, uh, do you think you could do Olivia if you tried? Oh, hell no. I don't. I've never tried. Do you want to try right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics well I have enough. got I was to have the way tune, more liquor before the... we're going to do Olivia Newton-John karaoke. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> it's not so hard, isn't it? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I want to love you once again. That's the best I can do. There you Can't go. I just don't know the lyrics well enough. Too. Me either. <laughs> Other from just watching it, but again, I mostly got the tune. I didn't. The higher it gets, <laughs> I got the, the worse th- it would be for me. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, none of us would be doing this, but he, yeah. uh, oh, he, he does I'll, it. I'll tell he can definitely do it better than I could. Yeah. He's got a drummer girl. Yep. Oh, yeah. She's also way into it. Yeah. But the, the part that's really weird is when uh, Trent goes up and films him, and he's like, channel two oh yeah he gives a shout out to channel two <laughs> i love you i need you channel two <laughs> well this was his shot at being on the tube it was his shot at being on the tube so he does that he shoots out he does a shout out to channel two a few times and then the song ends awkwardly <laughs> yep and then he says where are you lover oh god can... And then the <laughs> prospector mascot mascot thing guy comes and kidnaps, kidnaps him off stage. Him off stage. <laughs> yeah, I, well, what the hell was that? Yeah, we were watching like I had seen this once, like about two years ago, and I forgot that that happened. I just busted up laughing, like, "What the hell is happening? Like, what is <laughs> what is?" I this? can only assume it was the Beaver School mas- mascot of some kind of prospector or something. I yeah, have you no just idea. see this weird. Old, yeah, mining guy come up and like drag him off stage yep. or like abduct He's him. like screaming and stuff. And oh, ah, just, oh no. I just don't understand why. I mean, it was obviously planned, but why did they think that would be like a funny thing to do? I, I guess I that's know. like the funny ending. Maybe for the people in Beaver. Oh, look, the the, the old pro- grizzled prospector got Olivia Newton Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, taking her back to his mine shaft. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're making it better than it was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, the prospector thing is just, oh. of all the things that happen in this, that is the most surreal and bizarre thing. And yeah. the funny thing is that was the actual, what they filmed, like, yeah, this that wasn't was... a recreation, that's yeah, what happened. That's the documentary Yeah, one. exactly. But he says stuff like, uh, handsome tiger, ain't he? And uh, I'm not that heavy, am I? There's yeah. a few lines like that. Anyway, then we are treated to him, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, I just want to do something nice for Beaver. You know, it's a real nice town. Showcase let, let some of the talent. Have, yeah, let people yeah. have fun. 
And so a chance to be th- put Beaver we, on the map. Yeah, then we do get him doing. Uh, yeah, he ta- he's, Barry Manilow, which he's he no did longer, promise originally. Yeah, yeah, no longer Olivia Newton Don. Yep, he does uh, the New York City rhythm, and he does a decent job. But the yeah. the piano the player, the piano guy, is, though, oh, man, yeah. holy cow, so good. That dude was nuts. <laughs> yeah, and like I was saying, I think. If I got it correctly, that guy like moved to Las Vegas and was just a professional piano player. After yeah, that. I mean so he's, he's really good. So. Yeah, he's really cool. I, I could believe it from what we saw there. So uh, we got to do this all over again. So Sean Penn is now the Beaver, Beaver Kid, Kid number two, black oh, and yeah. chrome this, edition. This one's artistic because it's black <laughs> it and white. Is, it is the black and chrome edition of the Beaver <laughs> Kid. But instead of uh, instead of you know actual Groovy Jerry, yeah. They got they got Groovin Larry. Larry, yeah. yeah. Larry Huff. Played by Sean Penn. The Sean Penn. Um, around the times of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, so I don't think he was with Madonna yet. Mm, very okay. shortly after this. But Oh, do you think she saw this and was impressed? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> you did that you did that Ridgemont High thing, but let's talk about <laughs> The, the middle segment too. of the Beaver trilogy. Okay. Exactly. To be fair, if I was Sean Penn, <laughs> I would show people that every single time they got to know me, I'd that be like, be "Look at this thing! Like you it's got, you so gotta, good! You got to watch this! I have never one of my hidden gems. I have never surpassed this role. I agree. Every, I, everything in my life is chasing what I captured in this role. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be fair to Sean Penn, he's done very well in some movies. This is his best movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ah, so Sean Penn, if you listen to this, you're amazing in this film. Who do you think one of those California people are? (laughs) Yeah, I know Sean Penn will never listen to this. (laughs) I could say bad things; it doesn't matter. But I'm not going to. Just gonna say he was cool in this. So (laughs) anyway, he he is talking to a fictional version of Trent called Terrence. Yeah, Terrence. He's Mm -hmm. like, "Hello, mom. Hello, Utah." Yeah, yeah, he does kind of. It's weird watching him reenact the. Uh, yeah. The document. The thing we just watched. Yeah. A few minutes. But ago. he does. He does a pretty solid job, like trying to capture the cadence and everything. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job of just the talking version of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think he's. He might be better than the next one, just at like being him. Kind I of. think so too. I think he gets pretty dang close. But the performance is kind of bizarre. He does <laughs> yeah. he does John Wayne, but he doesn't do it as good as the Groovin Gary. Yeah, that is no. true. So there you go. So to Some be fair no to the little. Beaver Rich Little, yeah, he's uh Yeah, the, you the, can uh, yeah. The original one is is better than that like of Sean can, Penn. You can outact <laughs> Sean Penn when it comes to impersonating John Wayne. Yeah, when it comes to that specific scenario. Mm-hmm. But take yeah, pride in that you know uh, hello uh there people out there in tv land <laughs> yeah uh we we do get our first deviation from the standard because in this one he the works tape... construction oh that well, was the thing i was like well, okay yeah, yeah he, he works, works construction. construction not the union pacific yeah <laughs> but the but yeah, tape, the tape breaks so it doesn't oh, no. record properly so he well, he never really got his big chance yeah to he wasn't be even on... on the tube this is also the first time you hear him say, "When you know, when you're on the tube, you know, people take you people seriously. Take seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because before it was almost towards the end before we heard that. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, the tape breaks and he's like, oh, it, 
it wasn't ruined, was it? It's like, oh, I gotta go and stuff. And then he sends the Dear Trent letter. Oh, yeah. yes. In this it's like, case, hey, let me know if anything impressive happens in Beaver. <laughs> yep. He's like, okay, well. Yeah. So Can't he, think of anything off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I'll keep my eye out. So he sends it, and you see the Terrence guy getting the letter. He's like, whoa. This could be funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, get this guy on the line. We're going to go over there. Yeah, we're going to go check this out. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then you see a scene of uh, Sean Penn pantomiming, doing oh, pantomime yes. to mm-hmm. Olivia, brushing his hair with the brush. And, and just, using it as a mic. Yeah, using it as a mic. The Xanadu poster in the background. Yep. So good. Do you like that the Xanadu poster is featured in this part and the next one? Yeah. Quite heavily. Well, it's uh, famous. So then you get Terrence going... Them cruising through Beaver. What do you do here, Uh, shine hubcaps? Though he did raise a question all of us have. What the hell is the movie The The Man Man Who Loves Loves Bears? Bears. What the hell is that? I also wrote that down, but I couldn't read my own handwriting. Like, what did he write? Yeah, that was, just, right. that was what was playing that at was the local playing in Beaver at the time. <laughs> yeah, what the man is that? who loves bears? I don't even know what that <laughs> is. You'd think I would, but hey, uh, uh, it, it must be like a student film project from Beaver or something. Yeah. I don't know. This is a student film project that we're talking about right I now. So. Maybe, maybe one of the best student film projects I've ever seen. Yeah, I could say that. <laughs> this and Superstar the Karen Carpenter story. So I haven't seen it, can't compare it. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so sad. <laughs> it's it's as depressing as this. So let's oh, get into geez. this. Um, so back to the mortuary then? Yeah. Yeah. So mortuary scene. Mortuary. I think of the three, this is the best of the mortuary scenes. Yes. Because I would, yeah. Oh, it is so surreal. <laughs> it is weird yep. just watching Sean Penn get his Makeup done to uh yeah to look like Olivia. He yeah. he has that moment where he's like, Olivia Newton Dawn is born again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he says man. a lot of the same things about like no she she's great she really is she's I, great I, really I, mean I just that. love her yeah, yeah. I mean I mean you know, she's this, Olivia and the thing about His like voice is a gift from God you know <laughs> yeah. yeah he also emphasizes yeah you know I'm I'm a guy like being a guy. Yeah, but just you know, man, I just, I just love do Olivia. It, uh, I just, I just, do, I just love doing pantomime. Yeah, pantomime. I feel yeah. more comfortable doing pantomime. Yeah, and just the thing about him, as long as I can get some, you know, doing all this, I at least get someone to laugh. That's you know. Yeah, I mean, I I idolize Olivia. You know? I really do. I really do. <laughs> Uh, Coach Martin, he's uh he's got a doggone yeah, got football to mention the football team again. Yeah. And then he has that whole, I'll be right back after this message. <laughs> when he goes to put on, on his threads. 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 And then he's getting his wiggy on. Wiggy. Yep, yep getting the wiggy on. And uh, he has that thing. He's like, oh, I mean, I mean, I can't be as good as Olivia. I mean, Olivia's Olivia. I'm I'm Larry Huff, you know. Yeah. The <laughs> most Utah name <laughs> Yeah, that, Larry Huff. Larry Huff. That is so Utah, it's insane. So many Huffs. The Huff Dynasty in Utah. <laughs> yeah. There have been. I've encountered a lot of Huffs. Yep. So in any case, we've got the uh, MC, new MC, 
this is my favorite of the MCs as, as well. But this guy, yep. I love him so much. Oh yeah, we, uh, we get a, a better MC start for this one. It is funny though. It's not just the principal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when they do the act, it's just this footage of the same girls, yeah, like the, the same actual. Girls, but now black and white. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you got to watch that scene. You get to again. watch those again. I think that the girl singing. I think they cut the comedy act this time around. Yeah, they, yeah, they the cut weird the comedy blow out the candle. Yep. Do they have the dancers still? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, okay. they have the dancers. So the two girls singing, and then the other girl singing. Yeah, he has a tape. Yes. It's not a band. It's a tape this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he puts in his tape. I think for the budget, like skirt, we're not getting a band for the yeah. recreation. Just sing along to the tape. And he does some Olivia. <laughs> yep. Nowhere near as good as uh as Gary. the actual beaver kid, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's not good. No. <laughs> I I can't explain it super you just gotta see yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, like watching it it's just uh you know Please don't keep me waiting. Like lots of stuff. It's like one that. of those where you watching this it's like, okay, well you I can't do it as well. I don't know if that's supposed to be like part of him playing the character, or maybe they're like, it but, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't just matter. Do just whatever. do whatever. Just do Olivia. Like his character's also boring because he just kind of like walks awkwardly. I mean, at least Gary, like he was into it. Like he yeah. wanted to show you Olivia. Yeah, I, th- I think you know he's playing up the awkwardness and all that stuff. Yeah, hard, that would be my but, thought. But then we. uh there's a thing I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a line in the song that's, I know you want me to down deep inside. Sean Penn says deep down inside. Oh. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> oh, and his his uh, thing where he's like near the end, he's making all the sounds. Oh, yeah. Sean Penn doing like, the sounds. Ah! That's so weird. That was, oh, that was so weird. Oh man. And he does. Uh, he does also shout out Channel Two. So yeah, he got yep. to. He's like, yeah. So shout out the tube. Yep. He goes off stage. Yeah. All right. All right. Olivia made the tube. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, this. The yeah, MC's I'll... just looking at him. He's like, oh, I know it's small time, but you know people start calling me. Yeah. He's like. Uh, he, like, I did write. He's, like, he's like, yeah, yourself in the town. Like they're not gonna call. They're gonna call you a fruit. fruit. Yep, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, those TV people—they're not your friends. Yeah, go take that wig off and wash your face and stuff. So he—he's sad, and you see him lounging around, like laying on the stage and contemplating. Yeah, and all that was that, w- that was a weird way to go, but. He's wondering if he did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then the phone call. Yeah. You yep. see a phone call to Mr. Terrence. And he's like, hey, uh, I was thinking about that Olivia number. I think people might take it the wrong way. And, uh, so I'll pay your, like, Look for your time, time and your gas. And your gas, and, gas and everything. And film. Just, he's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? No, it was, it was great. And, you know, you know how much time and effort I put into this project? Yeah, I've like, got a deadline and stuff. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, he did drive for, like, eight hours to film it. Yeah. It's like, you know, you looked great and everything. And he just, like, hangs up on him. <laughs> yeah. 
And this is when you notice in the background that he walks to a gun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. that was my thought. Whoa, this is taking a way darker turn. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, puts the gun in his mouth, puts his mouth over the barrel. Yeah, there's a very, like, uh, drawn-out scene of him, like, putting the gun in his mouth, but, like, being offended by the taste. Yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, 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 like, like it never was like, it never felt like a emotionally really thing. It's not? more just yeah. like, oh, this tastes so bad. I, I think I it's just cleaned it first. The whole thing is him contemplating whether, like, yeah. whether or not he wants to. I think it, I think it's a really effective scene. So I, 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 I get what the scene's going for. This, just, I've never seen the yeah, documentary Sean, about this three-parter. Is this? Does this have any basis in reality, or did they just add it in for? You know, dramatic dramatic effect. Well, I'll answer questions later, but I'll say this for you, Trent. I'll quote Trent Harris on This American Life: Reality doesn't have anything to do with anything. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, so anyway, the he uh, he ends up not he not he doesn't do it, even though it's in his mouth. Mm -hmm. When he has to answer the phone, that starts ringing. Yep. And he's just like, yes. And it's a threat. What yeah, does this she... Is, this is so-and-so. I just want to tell you that I think you're, you're a real creep. creep. <laughs> oh, but also, do you want to come to a party? He's like, oh, you were really funny. Yeah, you should come to a party and act like Olivia. It would be great. <laughs> so good. I can't wait to see it. He did get a call. Yep. And uh, you then watch... We, then we cut to him returning to pantomime... Yep. Singing, mm-hmm. pantomime singing as he cries. As he cries and looks at the Xanadu, and that's the end of that this one. segment. Black and chrome over. Oh, so time for the Technicolor. That one is that ending is like an absolute yeah. gut punch. It's <laughs> yeah, that, so that ending brutal. was was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yep. That's where that is where I'm like, I got questions for Rodney. Lots of questions. Well, let's talk about the differences in the next one. So we got the Orkley kid. Yeah. I wrote Beaver Kid 3 and then it's like the Orkley kid. I'm like, Orkley kid? What the hell is that? What the hell is an Orkley? Yep. So it's nighttime in the desert. You Mm -hmm. hear a song playing, an epic song with an awesome synth tone. (laughs) You see a legendary creature standing atop the rocks. Performing like they're... We get the silhouette of the performer and mm-hmm. yeah. singing their heart out into the desert night. Yep, and then he goes home. Yeah. And you see an older woman. She hears some noise upstairs. Which means yep. shenanigans are about. She asks about... So uh, we, well, we see him undo the lock on the toolbox that he has so he can where he keeps hide his, his wig. wig he keeps his neutron bomb his there. neutron bomb is in the yeah, that's true. and he has to explain to his mom I was just getting a blanket out of the closet it's a little yeah. it was a little cold should mention this is Crispin Glover yep yep <laughs> oh man Crispin Glover does the best roles in everything <laughs> so the best he thing about Back to the Future for sure oh Anyway, so so George McFly moved to Beaver. <laughs> yep. Oh no, to Orkley. 
Orkley, Idaho, yeah. Yeah. So he is at the fish tank, you know. He got the fish tank that illuminates the Xanadu poster with its water. It's so cool looking. Yep. It's a very awesome shot there. So then he goes to the cafe where there's some uh, dogs wandering yep. around. The Return of the Wandering with Dogs. It, yeah. The Return of the Dogs. And he comes in. He's like, here's Larry. Yeah, yeah like everyone's going to be like, oh, hey, Larry. And everyone's just like, eh. And he... Uh, says hey uh how how about if i need to get some of that good to the last drop coffee coffee. yeah that's how we knew it wasn't utah yeah Yeah. (laughs) well to be fair there is a certain uh there's a if you want to go if you ever go to utah which is highly unlikely other than the people that we know (laughs) listen to this there's a diner called the Tangies and American Fork and it's the same people going there every day these just cowboy dudes and they drink mm. coffee alright so there you okay. go okay and he he's doing that let me he's get some it. of my good to the last drop coffee real quick hold on yeah um, but yeah the cafe has uh, well the the waitress there is a lot more famous uh, well I guess you know Chris McGlover is really famous but Yes. You know, they got actual people in this that you might have seen in other things. Dottie. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also, like, a ton of cartoon voices. Uh, Tommy from Rugrats. Buttercup. One of the, yeah, one of the Powerpuff Girls, Buttercup. Yeah. Because I was surprised to look her up. I was like, she looks familiar. And then I looked, and it's like, she's been in 200-something things. I was like, oh. Like, okay, oh, then. Crap. <laughs> Is it, uh, it's too bad that she, that... The Orkley kid doesn't go up to her and say, there are things you don't understand about me, Dottie. <laughs> things you couldn't understand. Things you shouldn't, shouldn't understand. understand. <laughs> oh, I don't he understand. <laughs> big Top Pee-wee. Big Top Pee-wee. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yes. Big Top Pee-wee's a different movie. So, he does a Marlon Brando impersonation in this one. Over for his friend, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey Clarissa! <laughs> Can't do Marlon yeah. Brando. But... Oh, uh, yeah, but then he, the school the neighborhood bully kids, bully kids know, or just, just some random The town guys. bully guys. Yeah, hey, hey, how about you do Deaf Mute and shut up? Ah, oh, yeah, Deaf Mute, that's, that's good. Uh, that's actually good. <laughs> har har. <laughs> Uh yeah, so we see uh, him as more of an outcast thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody understands him in this one. Yeah, in this one they actually show his like life in the town a little bit versus, I mean, the others. It's pretty much just the performance. Yeah, he's asking about his cars. Like, is my car ready yet? Because I need to go over I to, Boise. Go to Boise. Yeah, it's Boise in this one. And it's like, what are you gonna do in Boise? I'm gonna try and get on the TV. Yeah, that's his goal. Ma'am, his best friend Merrill, who is really a pretty good friend, he does a yeah. lot of stuff for him. Yeah, his car's not fixed, so he gives him his car to Tell- go to Boise. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna get on TV, television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird shout out. Yeah, and then the bullies say a thing. They you say you'll never get on TV. Yeah, you couldn't get on TV if you were a train wreck. No, that's right. uh, that's what it was. Yeah, I was like, I know this is something. I couldn't remember what. So anyway, he goes off, visits the office, and then, you know, Beaver Kid happens. I like yep. the lady there. She's like, that's not how we get our stories. Uh, You know, write a letter and wait for a reply. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's but just in the parking lot taking pictures. 
it's UN2 that's doing the mm-hmm. stuff, and he calls it, it's like, oh, yeah, I saw UN2. That's like real people, you know? It's classic. It's yeah, a classic. Ha- <laughs> but they have kind of the same thing. He does impressions. He does the worst John Wayne. Yep, yeah. the worst John it's Wayne just by far. Crispin Glover's voice, just yeah. saying things. <clears throat> so he goes to the laundromat after the experience, because we're going to, you know. Yeah, I mean, same thing happens. The tape doesn't work, but yeah, it's, I mean. <laughs> If you watch this, you watch basically the same thing three times. So yeah, pretty much. Although they are all very different. They're different, oddly. but I mean the but overall gist of it. They go to the laundry, and he uh, is talking about you know how he, they shot some footage, and they're yeah, gonna oh, yeah. In touch like you know, him. like an audition, you know. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> but we're gonna keep in touch. He's like making a lot out of it. He's like, I'm, I'm really uh, career minded about this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah. to Meryl mm-hmm. like oh cool finds a bra in Meryl's stuff he's like that's my sister's you know he's like uh kind of makes a mountain no, out of a molehill <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you think I'd be a cute fox ha 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 har har no but seriously I would yeah. make a cute fox and <laughs> then you see him at his toolbox wig mm-hmm. yep Besides, he's got to bring the city of Beaver together for a talent show. Mm-hmm. Where you see the MC, Mr. Larson. Yeah. Yep. He's a, the a new MC, but is the principal again. I just like, I was like, um, I mean, I, I guess I could let you use the auditorium. I guess there's no harm in it. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, oh, I think the oh, you're, channel two people like would you. really love that. They'd really love you. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. some reason. And he does the whole, uh dog catcher thing so he they go back to the cafe where he asks Dottie Clarissa yeah to if uh, she still plays the accordion she's like oh yeah hey can I get a coke and yeah that was weird fries and a strawberry shake onion rings it was onion 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 rings rings. and a strawberry shake strawberry shake large onion rings he really likes you guys make really good sauce you know yeah I love that (laughs) sauce give me some extra sauce it's a classic <laughs> that fry sauce. But we learn he's a dog catcher that was laid off because, because he let more dogs go than he caught. Yep. So the the roaming dogs are all his fault. Yeah. Who who knew? And it was those his fault all along. those guys, the, yeah, bullies, the bullies, they oh, put yes. a tack on his uh, seat. Yeah, because uh, he was talking to that Byron guy about the show. You know, he's like, "Oh, well, my daughter's single. Well, maybe we can do that." And you know, yeah, I'll have some work for you at the beginning of the month. Check. Check in with me because, you know, he was laid off from his dog catching job. Yeah. And then he tries to sit down and they put a tack on, on tack. his seat. Yeah. Then everybody's laughing at him except uh, Byron. Yeah. He's like, what are you goddamn laughing at? Get yeah. back to work. That's what I, yeah. Now, <laughs> so I, I guess, is he their boss, maybe? Yeah. Probably. I assume. That's, it, that's cause the, he's, that's yeah, the he, feeling I got is like he runs whatever the some business here in these the two. The racket in Orkley. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So he just makes them leave. Get back to work, damn it. So he's actually nice. Yeah. You see him putting up a... He's like, uh, yeah, I'll I'll get some people to help Mm -hmm. perform. Then you see... Oh, and some of the church group, they'd be interested. Oh, yeah, I got some people in the church group. That's where the other performers came from. You see the Orkley kid putting up uh oh yeah they're putting up the uh the decorations the banner at the yeah, meryl his best friend it's funny because meryl's the one doing it he's just telling him what to do he's like up a foot 
bring it down a foot so yeah. exactly where it was then it like falls he's yeah. like i thought we were supposed to, to have, have some help, help doing this oh, no one showed up you no know uh, is this all the stars we have this is not enough stars yeah, meryl this ain't enough stars no, it'll be enough but like, to be fair, they're right. They what is five. he demanding of Meryl? He, Meryl's like a really good friend to him. He loans him his car. He's the, like nice to him. He's the only person helping him with this. He agrees to dress in a gorilla costume. <laughs> yep. Uh, the like, Orkley gorilla, I guess, was the their Orkley mascot. Gorilla, yeah. So he's like, what time is it? Uh, I think four. 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 <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he has to get down to the uh to the mortuary the ver- but it's not the yeah, open it's the mortuary virgin mortuary virgin mortuary and uh the woman doing his makeup she's she's like larry this is a woman yeah i wasn't really prepared for this uh oh don't worry i got all the stuff you'll need right here you're gonna need <laughs> i love that yeah, yeah I like it. she's like uh, and then you know uh, terrence okay. is like come on we gotta hurry come on we gotta, yeah. hurry. We gotta do this yeah no it's a great idea do it yeah yeah uh yeah, so we we get to watch another that one of those scene scenes, made, the yeah. makeup scene, talking about how yeah, that one's know. much shorter. But when you're on TV, it's okay. People understand. Yeah, people yeah, understand. It's on, television. it's on television. Olivia Newton-John, she's great. She really is. Yep. <laughs> then you get Connie and Kathy Klinger. Yep the 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 Kessler girls I, have been. Recast. I do like the redo of this because they. Oh, the in addition to that, there's her their mother. So this the guy that was nice to him at the diner, the boss guy Byron. This is his daughters and his wife. Yeah, I and love she that part them. where he's like, "Hey, that's my daughters up that's there." That's my yeah. daughters. <laughs> and they're at eleven. They're singing, but one of the girls just stands there. She doesn't sing, but the mom is like belting well, the, it yeah, out. The mom is all into like it. You can hear her more than the other girls. Yeah, yeah she's at the like, piano playing and just singing her heart out. <laughs> she loved that song. We also get a baton twirler in this one. She's pretty good, but she does. She drop does drop it. it she at does the end. drop it at the end. But she was, so. yeah, she was good. Certainly better than I could do. <laughs> yeah, and then you got a gorilla. <laughs> oh yeah, because well, before we see the gorilla, we see the bathroom scene. Oh yep. yeah, because he's going there to put put on the threads, to, I guess. To, yeah, to yeah. finish getting on. dressed. Yeah, yeah, because in this one, he just got the makeup done and then left yeah in the previous ones he was basically done oh, ready to go right out mort- of the mortuary yeah. so he scares some good old boys yep by being a neutron bomb yep yep olivia neutron bomb yep. it's like what the hell are you supposed to be olivia neutron bomb <laughs> but we yeah then he uh confronts his friend who was in friend. a gorilla suit yeah because it's like you got your costume right which we didn't know what it was until you see him as in a gorilla suit he's like what what is this? What are you doing, Larry? <laughs> yeah. He explains that he's Olivia the Neutron, Neutron bomb. bomb. And he's like, it, it's okay. It's it's not weird, you know. It's not weird. <laughs> like he just it's going to be weird. TV. It's not it's weird. It's weird, Larry, man. Yeah, I don't want to do this. No, it's, it's not weird. It's and okay. he's, he's like, it's okay. He tries to touch him and he freaks out. He's like, no, don't touch me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the same basic plan. It's like when I hold my mic like this and you come out and like take me away. So yeah, yeah. So the like, same this thing that the prospector did in real one, life, yeah. but with the Orkley gorilla instead. Yeah. He doesn't want to. Doesn't want to anymore. It's not yeah. fun. You made it weird. So then you Meryl see did the... draw the line somewhere. Yep. So you see the cheer girls, and they they say, "Oh yeah, you're going on like right after us because three the three actors didn't show up. Didn't show up, and they're like laughing at him and stuff." He's like, oh, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and so you see their thing, and you got them doing their dance and the slow motion spin as 
in the backstage, Olivia looks on, wanting... Very, very worried. Yep. Nervous. Either nervous or just kind of like idolizing their hair and their looks and all. That's how it plays off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you see the the MC say, now the moment you've all been waiting for, mm-hmm. Mr. Larry Many Faces Huff. <laughs> he puts the dry ice in. Yep. Falls yeah, across comes the across stage. Everybody's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> and then Olivia Neutron Bomb is born again. Yeah. So <laughs> he's uh he's not good at Olivia. He, he's not good. Better than Sean Penn. Not Barely. As, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <Gary>. It's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's bad. And he performs. Oh, in the middle of it, mom was gonna take a picture and she doesn't. Yeah, and his mom actually gets up and leaves partway yep. through. It's very sad. She can't stay and watch. And he goes off stage. He's like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Did it. Like, for TV. It's going to be great. Yeah, look out, goes, Robert Redford. Look <laughs> out, Robert Redford. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, I, I did it. You sure did. And the MC just walks away. Yeah. And. Well, then he confronts him... the guy from the cafe. Byron, yeah. Byron. Yeah, Byron. Yeah. But he, he, has, he looks out to see if everything's okay. Shows uh, Terrence and he's like. Yeah, gives thumbs him the up. thumbs up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Byron comes out. He's like, yeah, I can't believe it. Olivia Neutron Bomb made the television, all this stuff. Yeah, and he basically is like, yeah, you sh- sure did it. You made a fool out of yourself yeah. in the whole, in the whole town. town. Yeah. Well, he, he yells, he's like, take that stupid fucking wig off your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an actual F-bomb. Yeah. Yep. And he's, you know, calls, he's like, people are going to call you, you look like some kind of fruit. fruit. That's how he's Fruit again, yeah. I never should have gotten my girls involved in this. Yeah, my poor daughters are mixed up in this thing now. In this debauchery and sin. (laughs) That's filmed in the high school auditorium. (laughs) But he looks at him and he's like, ah, what the hell do I know? Yeah. He's just like, he's mad at first. He's like, ah, whatever. I don't know. He's like, I, I'm not, I'm an old person. I don't understand. I'm yeah. stupid. You shouldn't listen to me. So even though he did get mad at him and was mean for a second, Byron's like, ah, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sees Meryl and Meryl won't talk to him, just walks away. Yep. Then the phone call happens to Terrence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same and basic thing. Hey, uh, I don't think people are going to like Thinking that. about that Olivia, you know, performance. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. People might take it the wrong way. And then, gun. Yep, gun yep, in the mouth do again. Yep, the gun. And he, he's doing it, and this is the one where he, like, chokes. Yeah, he's like... Oh, yeah. so... Gagged oh. himself on the gun. And then he, you know, looks up at the illuminated face of Olivia mm. on the Xanadu poster. It's morning at the cafe. And he puts on his wig... And orders a cup of coffee to go. Yeah. Yep. And then he does that. Looks at everyone in the cafe. Oh, and they're just like stunned. And Clarissa like, like awkwardly hands him a cup of coffee. And he says, well, I really quite don't know what to say now. Yeah. (laughs) Perhaps I better be going. Walks out and he's like, man. 
This town is enough to drive a guy nuts. <laughs> Gets in his car, slams the eight track in, plays Olivia Newton John, and drives, drives off to the meet distance. his destiny. Mm-hmm. Yep. So badass. Oh. <laughs> Movie fills you with emotion. How does it do that after watching the same thing three, three times? times? <laughs> oh, it's perfect. It's a great movie. So you had some questions. Okay, so what <laughs> what is the real story that happened with... Uh... The real story? Yes. Because like in the documentary, we get kind of like the basics that we get. Mm-hmm. But then in all the remakes, it's like, oh, and there's like contemplations of suicide, apparently. And was he actually bullied in town? Those kinds of things. So... <sighs> Everyone felt awkward about the situation. A lot of people didn't, you know, people confronted him probably like, this was weird. Why did you do this? <laughs> but he, he'd been known to do stuff, weird, wacky stuff, you know, in town. He was the Beaver Rich Little. But he felt people would take it the wrong way, did the phone call, and he uh, got a similar thing with uh, Trent's like, listen, I, you know, I paid a bunch of money to do this and... And I think eventually Trent's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll consider not airing. And he didn't air it. Oh, okay. okay. But it was enough that Groovin' Gary went out into the barn and shot himself in the chest. Oh. Oh. Okay. Then he woke up realizing that uh, he didn't die. Oh, jeez. And went and changed his shirt, sat down to some breakfast, and his dad came down, made, made breakfast for him. <laughs> He's and he's like, hey, uh, I think uh, he's you know he starts eating. He's like, listen, I I gotta tell you something that might shock you. I, I shot myself a little bit ago. Gee, and so they're like, what? And rushed off to the hospital. Yeah, sat down to breakfast for a bit. For so um, yeah, um, I shot myself slightly. Time I'm, I'm kind of uh, bleeding, like to death. So then he, you know, he recovers. He goes back to work and. His life was kind of like weird, you know, much more toned down, never mm-hmm. really tried to make it big in anything. Mm-hmm. But this movie, ev- people had known about it, it had been bootlegged and stuff, you know, yeah. mostly separated. And then someone got the weird idea to put them together and they're like, hey, Trent, we put these together. We should make a, you know, perform. We should, yeah. we should put this in the Salt Lake... Uh, Film Society's theater, one of the two theaters they have, Broadway Center and uh, the other one. I only ever go to the Broadway Center one. So anyway, um, and they they called it The Lost Films of Trent Harris. Ah, hmm. oh, okay. And it was this Beaver Trilogy thing and everybody loved it. Standing ovation. So wait, was this uh, just the original footage or did they had they done the Sean Penn and Crispin Glover They'd versions? They'd done those. They, okay. they put all three of them together. Okay, so point. it was the first airing of the actual trilogy. And then Sundance got word, and they're like, we're going to put it on. Look out, Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah, look out, Robert Redford. He, he said it. That's right. He blew Robert Redford away. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But he, you know, they, they showed it, and Trent was like, I don't want to do that. It's, you know, you're going to put it on the middle of the night. I don't want to show up. It's like, no, no, we'll give it a good time slot and everything. And so he sent, he finally got a hold of someone that knew Groovin' Gary Richard mm-hmm. Griffiths and sent him some uh, tickets and Richard Griffiths never picked him up. Oh. But 
He was there. Oh, he was? He wanted to surprise people, so he bought tickets. He bought tickets. So he <laughs> he didn't accept the free tickets, but he wanted it to be a surprise. Yep, and he sat through the Q&A and everything. Oh, wow. And, okay. And Richard Griffiths shows up. He's like, oh, you probably don't remember me, do you? And he's like, oh. And they freaked out, and they were like, oh, my gosh. We are seeing each other for the first time since, since 1979, basically. Yeah. What year was this about? Year 2000, I think, is when oh. this happened. Oh, okay. okay. So quite a while. And people just, like, couldn't get enough of Richard Griffiths. They all wanted autographs. You know, he Question. got his moment of fame. Were Sean Penn and Crispin Glover there? I doubt it. Oh, that would have been funny. They might have been, but I didn't say anything about oh, okay. it. So. But who cares? The real Groovy oh, I know. It would have been <laughs> crazy if all three versions of him were there. That would be crazy, yeah. <laughs> but... The real Groove and Gary got his 15 minutes in that regard because nice. everybody, everybody was It only like, took 21 sign, years. Sign but... this thing for me. You're the real one. You're the real Groove and Gary. Sign this. Yeah. And I believe he like died of heart failure in yeah. 2009 or something. But... Yeah. That's that's what I read. Sad. That, that was the thing is like I didn't know. I knew nothing about this guy. So it's like, okay, well, what uh, what really happened and what was dramatic reenactment? Yeah. At least he, he did. did get his, uh, like you said, 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. If it was 21 years late. Yeah. Damn, did. Channel 2 is too slow. I think he still had Farah, though. Oh. Good man. Good man. <laughs> kept up Farah. It was all nice and stuff. Hmm. He damn well better have kept that red shag in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They showed, like, modern foot. There's a documentary that, you know, someone made of this Beaver Trilogy Part, part 4. four. Part 4. And it's for the trilogy, yeah. And it shows it shows Farrah in modern day being driven around. All okay, maybe so that hideous Olivia Newton John carving. Yep. <laughs> oh, that thing. Why would you ever change it? No, I I know. Well, see, once you clean it up, it looks real good. If yeah. I were to uh, rent any movie car for one day, it would have to be Farrah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down for that. Yeah. So did I answer enough questions? The uh, the only other one I had is why did Trent Harris do this three times just because or was it one of yeah, those what's like the, each version because the first was one it obviously like a George was Lucas thing where he's like I want to do it better. No better. <laughs> no, it, the the whole like ordeal weighed in on his mind and he had, you know, feelings about his interaction with it and Groove and Gary's interaction just trying to work things out kind of okay because that that was kind of the other thing is like because I know uh and we can probably talk about this like each of them kind of had like a very different feel and theme to yeah that what they were doing I think because of the nature of how it works it's a it's surrealist in that way in that you see the same thing three different times told three different ways. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, it feels like sort of wish fulfillment. It's like, or the second one's like dealing with the emotion of it and just, just how yeah. traumatizing it was. And then the third one is absolute wish fulfillment. He, yeah. He has you know, Xanadu he, fantasies. Yeah. Xanadu fantasies drives off, you know, to, Fulfill leaves, his dreams. Leaves his podunk and, town behind to yeah, make it in the big city. Yeah, screw all them. They don't. They don't understand Olivia. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so, um, the second one was done as a student film because after doing extra, um, Trent Harris went to film school for a little bit. Mm. He got okay. Sean Penn. Uh, he paid him pizza and beer. Hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I looked up. You the, said they uh, just did it one weekend. The budget yep. for the movie was a hundred dollars. Oh wow, hundred dollars worth of pizza and beer. Yep, and then just use the school's equipment. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then well, I know if he was a a student at the time, like they usually have cameras and exactly yeah, stuff. So stuff it's like, hey, I guess if I feed everyone, they rent said out they're the auditorium. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, Orkley kid was his like senior thesis essentially. Why did he oh, try okay. decide to change it to Orkley instead of Beaver? I think because it was a senior thesis, he wanted to make it more of a drama and, like, change a lot about it. Okay. Kind of try and do this or that. I don't know. That makes sense. I didn't even look up. Is Orkley a real place? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds made up. Maybe. There's lots of weird Orkley, Idaho. <laughs> Just two towns south of Nilbog. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds It probably like is. Near, yeah. Somewhere around Nilbog. It looks Nilbog like and Orkley. the same. Well... You know, in the Hobbit cartoon, goblins and orcs are interchangeable. So, Orkley, yeah. Nilbog, same town. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that <laughs> the Orkley kid is the only one that takes place during the summer. The The other two take place in the spring. Mm. You know, the the season of May, you know, like snow on the ground. Yep. Yeah. And the actual footage, yeah, it's all <laughs> That's what Utah's and, yeah. like, folks. Yep. <laughs> it's May. Oh, well. Yeah, didn't it snow, snow. like last week? Yeah. Yep. Okay. A little bit. It's not on the bit. ground anymore. No, though. no, not now, but, you know. Plenty in the mountains. Yep. Which is good, because we're all probably going to die from not having water at some That's point. That's Utah every year. We have no water. Every summer, there's no water. There's no Perhaps water. you shouldn't have created a society on in, a barren wasteland. Land, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then later thought about, oh, yeah, water's How important. are we going to get water? Oh, like, maybe it'll come from the sky. There's a chance. You know, Brigham Young and his crew just look over the land. This is the place. This and then they the go place. down to the water. It's salty. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll just deal with it. <laughs> like, yeah. what the yeah, hell? We'll figure something out. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. It's insanity. Anyway, but we do have fresh water now. It's imported, yes. but we have fresh water. <laughs> so, what did you guys okay. think of this movie? I, I had already seen it. I like how bizarre it is. I was excited to see it again, and even I, you know, forgot a lot of it. So, yeah, yeah it was fun to see again. The, <laughs> the prospector got me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it stopped the movie for a brief moment. <laughs> yeah. But I just like, I mean, I like obviously watching him, but I also like watching Sean Penn and Crispin Glover try and do his like mannerisms and all his laughs yeah. and the things he says, like, you know, how he'll do the laugh, but then get really serious. No, I, I really mean that. I, I really, yeah, really, really am career minded about this. Yeah. So, yeah, I love their both of their takes on that guy. And then seeing the actual guy is nice, too. Like, yeah. OK, it's cool to see who it's based on. Yeah, I especially love the football team line though. Yeah. Like that, doggone good football team. That's this year. like yeah, doggone good football. It's team. funny because this like pre, it almost predates the joke. Is like you know guys like doing something that would be considered not masculine. They're like, oh yeah, how about that game last night? That's mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's that. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, He's got to prove how masculine no, he is I'm, by I'm talking still about very masculine. the football team. You got to talk about football. Yeah, he's like not, being he's a not guy. wacky. He's not a nut. Yeah, yeah just for fun. Paul, you might fail that at the whole the like football, football team thing. Yeah, like, you'd be like, "How about them uh... Spanish Fork Spaniards?" I don't know. <laughs> <who they are. laughs> Dons, I think they are. 
Yeah. It's like, what about that uh, game last night? It was Wednesday last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <they're>... I don't <laughs> know. The sports ball. What happens on Wednesday? Football? No. <laughs> anyway. Cute so, awkward pause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> n- none of you, neither of you are sport people, though, right? I'm definitely not. Nah. I've tried to get into sports, and it's just... It's one of those things I think it's very much, like, since I did not have any intention or desire to get into them to, like, my you know 20s and i'm like okay i'll try eh i think the i would be more like if i for some reason was trying there's like a penny arcade comic an old one where they were talking about sports their version like yes this guy is the best player because he made many more scores than the other men <laughs> like that's the way they talked about it see i know a lot about sports because i uh, got a people throw people off the scent you know they can't <sighs> they can't know about my toolbox so how is the yeah how is uh, the nearby high school football team this year? I have no clue. I hey, mean, we're, no, in, I mean, we're oh, in Utah. Yeah, we're not in Texas. They're actually doing pretty good this year, you know. Coach uh, Coach Johnson is uh, got Safe a bet that Johnson good football is, team. Yeah. There's a good chance of that. Hey, look, right. if you're in Utah, you can you can pretty much guess Johnson, Young, Anderson. It's probably going to be one of Johnson, those three. Johnson, Young, Anderson, Huff. Huff, Huff yep. Larson. Larson. Larson, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so much. If you're up north, you can use, you know, big names like the uh, Romneys and stuff. Yeah, unless you're you're pure blood like uh, Josh over here. Can't (laughs) can't have a normal name. No one can spell it. You're just far too. That is true. No one can. No one can (laughs) spell it. And I have had two people pronounce it correctly the first time they saw it. Snydergrad. Usually, usually it ends up on. I'm gonna go with that from now on. Snyder grad, yeah. close enough. <laughs> it actually does make sense when you look at it. Yeah, yeah. But people are stupid. So, what did you think of this movie, Josh? I actually, as much reservation as I had from the information I received, it was funny watching the start of it because you're like, "What are we watching?" Yeah. <laughs> I I really liked it. I think it touched on a lot of like really poignant themes and stuff like that and it I like that the three different parts are definitely examining different aspects of you know this basic story. Yeah. I mean the basic story is just kid kooky, wants to be on kooky TV. guy wants to be on TV, sends a guy a letter, guy like, agrees to go down and watch him on the talent show yeah but then you know the first one's kind of just a oh here's the things that we filmed <laughs> yeah whereas the other one's actually kind of addressed like oh well Their maybe there's some yeah. you know let's dig into who the things. beaver kid really yeah, is who is the beaver yep. kid you can the never have the beaver kid yeah he's a complicated man and no one understands him but his woman mm-hmm. Farah. <laughs> exactly. oh Farah. oh Farah. <laughs> but yeah, I I really like that it kind of touched on this. It definitely uh, has a different feel after, you know, you told us he actually did shoot himself. Yeah. yeah it's I'm like, oh, yeah. 
it's sad, but it's like he lived, so it's like guess, that's yeah, good. That's good. That, that, that is still. good that he lived. But that means he was taking it. He was taking it seriously. He well, was and, taking his impressions very seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I know there's, you know, having family from not exceptionally far away from Beaver. Yeah, you know the big by comparison city of Manti. Ooh. Ooh. It's got Manti, like 500 they have their own more pageant. People. They do. Well, they did. <laughs> oh, they they ended the Manti pageant. Yeah, they actually did a few years ago. Oh no, blasphemy! What's everyone so. gonna do whenever that is? Once in the summer? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Well, there's nothing to do in Manti now, so yeah, whatever. the pageant's gone. Yeah, people can, are gonna flee Manti. Shine, hub drag main. shine hubcaps, drag yeah. main, watch, watch two. Me. Yeah. Watch the man who loved bears. Yeah, yep. the man who loved bears. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, so yeah, it was one of those like it definitely kind of sparked a lot of that stuff. Where I'm like, oh, this this hits home on a couple things because I have a relation who is uh, trans who grew up in one of these areas and. They definitely kind of hit on that, like, oh yeah, like if you're if you're different in a small town, it oh yeah, it is not okay, especially to be in the different. Crispin Glover section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crispin Glover definitely doubles down more on, on the that. bullying. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Is uh, the Sean Penn one? I think goes more into the inner turmoil. I've just yeah. Whereas the the Crispin Glover one goes into more the societal. Yeah, it's one where it actually showed his life weird. in town. You know. Yeah, I I agree. It's great, great stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's I was greatly impressed by it, which <laughs> which is surprising given what I was given to start. Yeah, with. yeah, no idea what yes, what it was. It's nice to be confused and not know. It is yeah, that is kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I'll feel that way tomorrow. I don't know. Yep. Oh, I will. <laughs> Rodney showed me a scene. Did not clarify anything. Not even the weirdest thing that happens by far. And that's what really has me worried. <laughs> but yeah, I love the Beaver trilogy, obviously. It's it's really hard copy. It's yeah. It's so emotional. You feel so much when it's going on. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. And I just you know, all the whole like trans acceptance thing and the like you know, and, and I don't necessarily think Groovin Gary himself was trans. He was just doing well, an impersonation. And it's one of those like things, like, yeah, like... Just do it. He yeah, takes like you, his impersonation very seriously. I have seen lots of people that would, well, gonna like, say, oh, I'm going to do this, and, you know, you'll do it up, and yeah. it's, you know, modern. Usually, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well. Who hasn't dressed up as a woman and wandered into the desert pantomiming? <laughs> well, I mean, that just is a normal thing, isn't it? Yeah. So... I, yeah, I love it. I, you know, not just the whole trans thing, but like the whole oddball, like it's cool. It's fine to be your own person mm-hmm. yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's really good stuff. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He was, uh, he was just that guy in town that, well, the beaver rich little, uh, but you know, he's the one that like just some guy in town's like, well, I'm going to organize a talent show. Yeah. That person. It kind of reminds me of like. This wasn't the case, I assume, but, you know, in, like, movies and TV shows, if we put on a big show, we can save the town. We can save if the town. If this was their shot at saving <laughs> Beaver. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, if it was about tourism, maybe people go there, check out the mortuary. <laughs> I don't care how many talent shows Beaver's ever had, this is the best one. Yeah. Yep. Because Olivia was there. Yeah, prove us wrong, Beaver. Yeah. 
No, I don't want them to prove that you're wrong. Well, they could try. No one's ever hey, going to be wonder, better. I wonder if Groove and Gary was in, if they ever did any other talent shows. I don't think them. Groove and Gary was any other, any mm. the other talent shows, but, but yeah, anyway. Once in a lifetime event. Yeah. At least it was captured on film. It was captured on film, yeah. And he was the best performer in the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, him <laughs> and his band, the piano player. Yeah. Oh, that crazy piano player, man. The guy was awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. So I guess we'll have to, we're going to have to move on to the next one at some point, right? Yeah. We're doing it. Let's get even more weird. Yeah. Some more Utah, some more films, (laughs) some more Utah society. Yes. Yeah. It's good stuff. More social commentary on Utah. So if it's not clear, I love the Beaver trilogy. Yep. Yeah. Wacky, weird, worth watching. Fun to see three different takes. Well, two different takes based on the real one. Track it down. Yeah. If you, if you got 25 bucks, you can get a copy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's true. Rodney has a signed copy. <laughs> I think he does that for every one of them. Because wow. <laughs> all the other ones I bought of his oh, they <laughs> signature, are. Okay. one of them just says, thanks, Rodney. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty Personalized. Good. Love, nice. love me some Trent Harris. Need to get more of his movies. He did a lot of... You know, some more interesting documentaries that look so good. Hmm. And, yeah, I just got to get more of it. It's does, all, does he usually do documentary films? or He's done a lot more documentary work than anything. I think he kind of made his living off of that, oh, okay. though, for the most part. So he doesn't make as many video films? He does make some video films. <laughs> He's got uh, The Delightful Water Universe, um, The Welcome to the Rubber Room, Luna Mesa, Ruben and Ed, and the next film we're going to watch. Okay. Sorry, oh, I the just... next one is his. Oh, yeah. right. you said you mentioned Crispin Glover, so he came back to be in another one of that guy's movies? Yeah, Reuben oh, and Ed. Okay, interesting. Maybe we'll have to get to that one sometime. Yeah. I, I have th- no idea what it would go happen. against. There's a lot of U- independent Utah films. Like, just as long as you're not going to make us watch like The Singles Ward, oh, The Return Missionary's no. Revenge, or whatever. Nah, nah. No. Okay. Those. I've never watched. Although them, I gotta, I gotta say, you might have, not look... you might have tapped into an untapped market. Like, why do we not have like Utah Actually, themed horror movies? Yeah. There is a Utah themed thriller, Brigham City. That's true, but that's not the same. But it's, oh, that's like, heard, that's a murder that mystery. Yeah. I've actually heard of that one. It's a pretty good movie, actually. Okay. And I've been to Brigham City. That's the one it's with also... what's his name? Uh, Diabetes is in that. Yeah, Diabetes. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Yep. Diabetes. I it's... feel bad because he's been in everything, but as a kid, that's the only that's thing I remember. Diabetes. I have diabetes. Uh, diabetes. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was Church Ball. So. Church, Church Ball. Gary exists. Coleman was in that one. Gary Coleman. Oh. Gary Coleman's I never saw Utah it. movie. Wait, that's not the same as the Ben Stiller Dodgeball. No. Okay, different movie. Sorry. But is it about Dodgeball? No, it's, no, it's Church Ball. Basketball. How is Church basketball. Ball? Oh, it's actually basketball. Okay. So there you go. Paul proving once again he's not into sports. <laughs> no. Okay, so church balls. I know what basketball is. I just assumed they were both dodgeball movies. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we could. Oh, geez. I don't really want to now, but if we decide to torture ourselves, we could do a couple of those like bad Utah oh, movies. Well, It'd be cool if that Return Missionary movie was actually about a killer missionary that I was well, talking about. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, the why hasn't there been like revenge. the... the missionary where like one of the missionaries is like crazy and it's just like murder that would be his... fun watch those uh crappy church movies <laughs> the, the utah like yeah, yeah singles ward type movies and then do parodies of those like hey if there's I'm... a murderer in the singles ward yeah turn it into a murder mystery hey if i'm watching a mormon movie it's got to be cypher in the snow oh yeah <laughs> yeah so... <laughs> lots of utah classics oh yeah, yeah. 
Utah Classics. That's what we should make Dustin do for his big Oh, thing. God. All right. <laughs> watch a bunch of utah so it would be so funny to me we do all this like all right dustin's finally gonna be on hey we're watching those singles word movies you like so much like oh yeah funny no we really are no (laughs) why was he probably have a lot more insight into those movies than i would hell yeah (laughs) those are the two best ones which one's cypher and uh johnny Johnny lingo Lingo. oh yeah yeah Johnny Lingo, that was the that was a cool movie you got to watch church. We get to watch Johnny Lingo. Yep. There's yep. like surfing in it. It's cool. Surfing. There's some ten cow women. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We've Did rented cut off Johnny Lingo's feet or something in that. <laughs> well, what's the one? Is that the one where the like, rats eat his feet or something? What? No. What am I thinking of? Josh, I, I know, you know there is one. Okay, I'm not bit, see, Josh knows there's something I'm thinking of. <laughs> so like just imagining some bizarre version of Johnny Lingo where his feet get eaten by rats. Okay, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Uh, you know what? I got, a, I got a whole series of horror-themed Utah movies now. Like, I gotta get writing these. I got like 30 scripts. I gotta Somebody pin. check out Johnny Lingo. Tell us if he keeps his feet at the end. <laughs> he has his feet at the end. I can assure he, he you that. He does have his feet at the end. I do oh remember that. Just a surfing without feet. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I guess we should. Oh, the, yeah. wor- the worst part is no one's gonna get these. I know. <laughs> Dustin will. It's all for Dustin will. Oh uh, man, <laughs> for our chief of programming. Utah is a really strange place. Yeah, as we just found out from the Beaver trilogy, and yep. we will find out more about how strange it is when we get back to you in just a little bit. say if someone offered you peace and happiness through all of eternity have a nice day meet joe young hi he's a man on a mission lisa wants to get married in the temple but i don't think i can afford it who just got an offer have you ever considered acting i got offered a part in a movie and it pays twenty thousand dollars he couldn't refuse what are you acting in it's uh uh an action adventure porno porno but when things get out of control I can't believe i'm doing this he can't get out you're gonna finish this film you don't own me you want a bet i don't punk without a fight ah heck criminy now he's becoming the superhero bye-bye god bless he was always meant to be i'm orgasmo Orgasmo. Did someone say my name? Now we have Plan 10 from Outer Space from 1995. Amateur writer and soon-to-be sleuth Lucinda accidentally discovers a latter-day conspiracy in the Great Salt Lake when she comes into possession of a sacred plate of Kolob. A mysterious planet. This leads her on a journey of discovery as she uncovers the hidden truths of Brigham Young's 28th wife and the secret of the bees, which echoes events of the past. Starring Stephanie Russell from the Delightful Water Universe and Welcome to the Rubber Room. And uh, Karen Black from Five Easy Pieces and, well, House of a Thousand Corpses. 
<laughs> it's weird to see this movie post House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yeah. Now, like a lot of people just think of her as Mother Firefly, but she's like really famous from before that. Well, I looked at, yeah, because she looks familiar, <laughs> and there were a few things, but she had like 200 something credits. Yeah. So. Oh, man. She was crazy famous for a while. You know, Five Easy Pieces is like a really big deal movie, actually. So, why did she decide to be in this? <laughs> That's. <laughs> So she's also in Reuben and Ed oh, that Trent okay. Harris was in, and then she contacted him, and she was like, "Hey, we want to do uh, something else." Something, yeah. She's like, "I really want to do another movie with you. So write me uh, something. You write to a do. part for so me in a movie." See Reuben and Ed because you said uh, Crispin Glover's in that one too, right? Yeah. So is that one like an actual movie? It's an actual movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Plan Ten was an actual movie. It was indeed a movie. I guess so. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to explain the plot. Yeah, of good luck. Plan ten. If <laughs> yeah, wish that us luck. Is possible. <laughs> oh man. So in uh, 1853 in Salt Lake, there's uh, some seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are. Very <laughs> seagulls still birds. existed back. Then. They did. Seagulls have been around for at least 150 years. For those of you who not in Utah, that's the state bird, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Why is that the state bird? <laughs> Uh, because of a folklore that one day all the settlers, all of their crops were being overrun yeah, by and the crickets and the, the crickets. seagulls ate them all. Yeah. And, well, let's just say historically that didn't happen. It happened, but it was not the end all be all mm. apocalyptic moment that needed a miracle. It was like, oh, Crop yield would be bad this year, and therefore, like, it wouldn't be a fun winter. I just, it reminded me of that Simpsons gag where they keep sending in new animals to destroy the old ones. Yeah. Like, well, you know, but if we do that, won't we just be overrun with seagulls? Yes, but but, but, the thing. (laughs) But then. Yeah. We are overrun with seagulls in Utah. We just haven't thought of the next animals to take out the seagulls. I mean, there are so many seagulls. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Anyway, so... Burying a plate. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this guy named Norman Talmadge is going around burying a plate and fighting a bee. And then a bee oh, viciously yeah, a attacks bee. him. So he has like a sword he's trying to hit a bee with? I think yeah. it's just supposed to be like a stick he grabs oh, okay, and just yeah, is swinging like a bat. But and he, then... yeah, he eventually hits it and then stomps on it and... He wins against yeah, the Yeah, I got you, B. Yeah, like come a single at me, B. Bro. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of sad. We get to the present day where there's a man named Larson in a car. <laughs> just just got back from a mission from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which lucky guy got got sent to New Zealand instead of just like I don't know Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> like some of our friends. Like hey, yeah, just, uh, friend. I feel like you know, obviously when they do it, they're probably serious. But I feel like some missionaries are like, wait, you you sending me to Colorado? No, I'm not going. I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> send me somewhere cool, yeah. or I'm not going. One of our friends was just exactly. sent to Colorado. <laughs> it's like okay, one was sent to Tennessee. He hated Tennessee, too. He's like, yeah. that was the worst place to be as a missionary. It's like, that sucks. Like, send me somewhere yeah. out of the out of United States. I had I'm a friend. Gonna... He got sent south somewhere, maybe Georgia or something. But he, okay. he he came back within six months. He's like, nope. Yeah. He's like, I had insomnia, so they sent me home. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you can tell, but none of us went on a mission. No, but so. <laughs> hey, I had a brother who was the best of my family. He lasted a month and a half in mm, whoa England, something around that time. That's great. And I'm like, man. I would have been the worst missionary, but I would have had fun in England. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have tried you got to convert sent to a place. You know, it's like cool. We need to we need to convert people at this museum. That's, yeah, that's where my spirit senses are tingling. <laughs> that's one of those things. Like, I wish I I wish I had you know been involved in the church and abused it to go to another well, country exactly for like, two uh, years. Thomas, one of our friends, you know. <laughs> He, he's not a church guy anymore, but he's like, yeah, but I lived in Japan for two years, so that was cool. Yeah, I mean, you know? I already knew a good deal of Japanese, so they so probably yeah. would have sent If me they would have just sent you there, I'm like, <laughs> no matter what, like, that was a cool thing to do in life. Yeah. Although you don't get to, like, do what I'd actually want to do in Japan. You just Unless gotta... you have a cool partner and you guys cover for each other. Yeah, I just got to wear a suit. I, I hear that's a big problem now where uh, uh, a lot of missionaries are like, eh, screw this. Long-term vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? It's, it's one extreme or the other from mm. what I hear. We keep getting distracted because this is a very confusing film. Yes. So Larson is banging some girl in a car. But, but he can't put it in. They're cousins after all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Then we get like a, a sort of a concerning Salt Lake... Oh yeah, yeah we yeah. get the the Salt Lake Tourism Bureau's yeah. uh, contribution to the With movie. The Shire music. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Concerning, Concerning Salt Lake. Salt Lake. So. Mormons are in, very into. Well, I think that's unfair. We've also grown <laughs> fond of making. Uh, what do Mormon people like to make? Banana bread. I don't know. What do they give people? Funeral in, uh, potatoes. Funeral, funeral potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Fry sauce. Fry, fry sauce. sauce. Keen on the you know, on the brewing of fry sauce, like making up a big batch. <laughs> and it's like somebody with like a, a keg of just fry sauce coming out like, yeah, yeah. we're have <laughs> drinking fry sauce. There's mayo, ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> so for those of you outside of Utah, that's what fry sauce is. Mayo and ketchup. There you go. If you want the it. Secret's out. Yeah. Now, I think they say it's not just that. You got to add like a little bit of like pickle juice to it to give it a, oh. a more tart flavor. I don't think that's, I don't know if that's true or not. I, it depends on I'm different not recipes. An, I'm it depends not a on fry sauce expert. Yeah. Um, you guys are, you're not a transplant. Is that, that correct? I am not, no. You're, you're native Utah for the most part. Yep. Like yep. you were born I'm here. Stuck here yeah. for way longer than I would like. I didn't know what fry sauce was until later. So oh, okay. I. I was like, what the hell is fry sauce? Sounds weird. I'll eat ketchup. <laughs> so it took me a couple of years I, to actually try it. What was really funny is uh, if you take someone from Utah somewhere else and ask for fry sauce. They're like, they'll, they'll either be confused or yeah, they'll go. Here you go. Well, here's the ketchup. There, there you go. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Although we all know the best condiment is uh, Jufron banana sauce. So. Yes, anyway. <laughs> It's not usually available at most places. No, you can get it at the Asian market. No, no, no. I mean, like, at <laughs> restaurants, they don't just have yeah, it. Yeah, when, when is Burger King going to let me have it my way and get that banana yeah. sauce? Hey, they say have that it your way. That was Jufron. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a woman, this this uh, person is Lucinda. She's yep. writing a book. That's why she's concerning the... She's concerning, concerning Salt Lake. Lake. <laughs> she's like, this is the Mormon temple and all this stuff. Here's this, and this, and this. He's writing a book, and 
she's distracted because some dude is dancing in the house across from her. Every night in his underwear, he just dances in front of the window. Of the window. She just can't look away. Yeah, she's so distracted. She keeps uh, using her binoculars and she <laughs> somehow finds out his phone number, which is confusing to me. Yeah. I don't and know then, how you look up a phone number by address. I don't know. Yeah, he was he was on the ward mailing list. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I doubt this guy Mormon. was on any ward mailing list. But in any case, he's uh, hanging out, and well, I guess probably everyone is. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You're on there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there. Anyway, but she also calls him to say, "Could you not dance so seductively in front of the window? Yeah. There are children. Why won't anyone think of the children? Why don't you just stop looking? Well, I mean, it's hard because our window. windows practically fuck each other. I mean, uh, um, I don't <laughs> know why I said that. And so we get an explanation of the Mormon church's history. Hmm. Yeah. In 600 BC, there he, they moved to America, I guess. The yep. Americas. They got in a boat and sailed here and then became, uh, according to the original Mormon lore, they were either dark-skinned and loathsome or white and delightsome. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the dark-skinned Lamanites versus the uh, light-skinned light Nephites. Nephites. Yeah. Uh, yep, and they have this... Enormous battle, oh, tens of millions strong. They've never found any evidence of it, but we know it's true. Because I like yeah. the, the like different weapons are in the mural, and it's like hatred, blah blah, blah. bad music, bad music. Yeah. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, I, they're like, I now picture there's a guy like uh, Fury Road that's just playing missiles. bad music with the uh, speakers to attack the enemy. Yeah, the Lamanites had a yeah a bad music musician. So for those of you who don't uh, hang out reading the Book of Mormon all day, there's this dude <laughs> called Laman and this dude called Lemuel, and they were like brothers of Nephi or something. Yep. I think so, yeah. And they were so like, evil that they... They were naughty guys. Yeah. Were they actually... Actually, they're just kind of, according kind of to like... the Book of Mormon, they were more pansies because they weren't willing to take a leap of faith. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was very much their dad one day comes in going, I had a vision. We need to sail across the ocean. And they went, that's dumb. We dad, shouldn't do hell? that. Yeah. And Nephi's like, I'd do it. Anything. <laughs> so anything Nephi becomes you. the chosen one. But then the like Laman and Lemuel come afterwards, the descendants of Laman and Lemuel, and then try to fight the Nephites. Yep. They go back and forth and just constantly kill each other throughout the centuries. Are you surprised I, I know that much about the Book of Mormon, Josh? Not really. And everyone knows a little something if you're from Utah. I know some stuff. And so. then it's really interesting because at one point they, they switch allegiance and then the, the Lamanites become light-skinned and then the Nephites become dark-skinned. Okay, so How during a later work? scene, that's why they had light skin. Okay, yeah. it was during that brief uh, yeah. switch. <laughs> interesting, it, so... Yeah, don't... It's best to not ask questions about how that would work. <laughs> so anyway, there's this dude called Moroni who, after the battle, decides to hide these plates because it's a near-apocalyptic event. And during, like, 1823, this uh Then, then he comes Smith back dude, as an angel to tell 
Joseph Smith, where he hid them. Yep. He becomes a white salamander and says, hey, Joe. (laughs) That part wasn't in the movie, but that's the actual story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's many different versions of what happened. But there's the salamander version. (laughs) Yep. So then uh, Joseph Smith starts this religion, and then Brigham Young, like, basically takes it over. (laughs) And then they move to Utah, where there's no fresh water, and Mm -hmm. say that this is the place. Yeah. For this s- is the place. Yep, because, you know, nobody else would habitate this area, so they won't be persecuted for uh, their weird Masonic beliefs. Barren Wasteland, <laughs> as far I, as the eye can see. I don't know. My, did you ever hear of... Uh, That's where one they built my, the One Citadel. of my favorite uh, Mormon yeah. jokes the <laughs> was, huh. uh, you know, when they when they first get to Utah, Brigham Young looked, at, Brigham Young looked out and he says, Ah, this is the place. There's only two things to do here. Fish... And have sex. All right, let's go salt the lake. <laughs> that yeah, makes man. sense. So, so it's not a coincidence then. It, Mad Max was based off this Morton Joe Smith, <laughs> and that's yes. why he built the Citadel and salt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yep. And so the twenty every twenty fourth of July there is a Pioneer Day, which is really weird because that's way bigger than the Fourth of July in Utah. Oh yeah, it's bizarre. I think people around here just love an excuse to do fireworks whenever like, they can. It it feels weird every time I see oh, yeah, it. I always like, forget about Ju- it every year, and then it's like, why are there fireworks going like crazy? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, yeah, because the 4th of July is kind of like, uh, they have that one thing up uh, in Provo. Stadium of Fire. Oh, Kay. yeah, you guys can probably hear it from here. Yeah. So, Beehive House. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they she's she's giving house. tours to beehive. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. The where, beginning of this movie just feels like you're just watching like a Utah tourism thing. Yeah, yep, where Brigham Young lived with his 27 wives. And here's the Shiloh Inn where a woman threw her six daughters off the top. Yep. <laughs> a lot of crazy things And happened. Ted Bundy went to law school here. So, yep. you know, stuff does happen here. Yep. See? And then, uh, you Th- then cut we cut back to, to Larson. Her, yep, who the, is in a park hiding in bushes smelling women's underwear and then putting them on yeah, his head. He's a yeah. panty thief like uh Haposai. Haposai. Yes. <laughs> Ranma. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean that's what he's, I thought he's of. young Haposai from Ranma half. <laughs> oh geez. so that's no good. So they sent him to a doctor that was re- recommended by the church where they put him in these like <laughs> electrifying toe, toe clamps that yeah. are like for hoses yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're just hose clamps that you put in <laughs> under your uh hood to clamp on your coolant hoses and stuff yeah. and what looks like some sort of electronic milking machine attached to his dick yep <laughs> and then they just shock him every time they show panties oh yeah. this is uh this is such a dark reference yeah so uh, then Father is a poet. He's oh a, yes, who gets in the middle of the field and performance with like a frame so drum. Larson and uh, Lucinda's dad, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he just goes, "Whoa, weird nonsense thing." She's like, "Father performs for people," and was watching like, "What the hell is he doing? What is this supposed to be?" Yes, but then we learn that. Larson receives messages from outer space. He does. And he's just like standing there 
holding his hands in weird positions going, Nihor is coming. Nihor's coming. Oh, Nihor's coming. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. So while all this is going on, Lucinda continues to try to write her book and spy on her neighbor. Get distracted. <laughs> yep. And she calls him up and says, put something on there, kids in this area, you know, and He's like, why don't you just stop looking out your window? And stuff. Okay, so weird. I do love because me and Paul both had the same thought because I think this is the one where it. I think it's supposed to be her saying, "You could just put on some pants," but it sounded like she says, "Pull your, like, pants, pull down. your pants down." She does say, "Pull down uh, your okay. pants." Okay, okay, that's what it sounded like. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you at least pull, pull down, down your, your pants? pants? <laughs> uh. uh she's a. Uh, a thirsty girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, you got Larson talking about Nihor and the Book of Revelations is going to happen. And he's walking around the kitchen ranting about this and saying well, they, that. And it's funny. There's like, call me, but her, her, she calls him whatever his first name is. Just, like, Larson. just Larson. No, that's not my name. It's Larson Larson. 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 Yeah. It's like, okay, Larson Larson. <laughs> But their last name is apparently Hall also. So is he Larson Larson Hall? I guess. I, apparently. Because they mentioned her name being Lucinda Hall later. Yes, true. So Mr. Hall, speaking of which, he's like, settle down, sit down. You got to calm know, down. Do you remember what happens when you die? I get my own planet, planet and some wives. And a whole know. bunch of wives. Doesn't that sound better than... Uh, all the other what did he the, say? Kingdoms? The lower kingdoms? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Kingdom what are levels. the what are the three kingdoms, Josh? Uh, There's are you the really celestial, make... terrestrial, and what's the other T-lestial. one? Telestial. Is that the middle one? Uh terrestrial is the middle. Oh. Telestial is, is the the bad one? Yeah, it's like the worst one. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's one of the weird things in that Mormonism is one of the few where basically everyone gets a heaven, but there's like better heaven and like not as good heaven. So yeah. the third heaven is sort of just like regular life. Well, then... you know, according to what Joseph Smith said, like, well, it's like so it's still so much better than Earth. You'd be willing to kill yourself to go there. Hmm. Except if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. So <laughs> strangely, though, there is no real actual hell in Mormonism. You can, there's the, the concept of outer darkness, mm. but it's one of those, like, in order to get there, you literally have to meet God, Jesus, and or an angel, on them. and basically spit in <laughs> their face them. and go, I don't believe you exist. Okay. Or you have to talk smack about Joseph Smith. That well, then how do you too. get to hell? You don't. It's very difficult. What a ripoff. In, in Mormon <laughs> theology, literally... Everyone is supposed to end up in heaven eventually. <laughs> but wait, but I have been promised a fiery hellscape with demon people. If you didn't do, yeah. I yeah. know. I feel ripped off too. I just this is a uh, this is shocking news. So, <laughs> damn it, metal music lied to me. <laughs> I've been why practicing all this stuff for so long. So. <laughs> Anyway, we've got the this is the place scene. Oh, yes, where we see him shirtless at the beginning. Oh, this yeah. is the place in front of the tourists and then turns around he's to the big naked, enormous monument that says this is the place. And yeah, he's just naked. 
Yep, just screaming this is the place. V- very progressive movie. You only really see uh, male nudity in it. That's true. <laughs> so he goes to a mental hospital where he talks to this one girl who's... Bernadette. Yeah. Yep. Who, uh, she's in there because she gets banged by angels. Because she had yep. visions of angels, and they'd come, and they'd just have sex for hours. And then yep. they gave me drugs so I couldn't see them anymore, because yeah. they wanted to have all the sex with the angels. Yep. <laughs> Then, uh, yeah, no, I don't get to see the angels anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Do you miss them? Yeah, I miss them yeah, a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucinda takes her friends to Seagull Beach. that book on the <laughs> oh, okay. beach. Yeah, yeah, they go it's to... really weird. So there, there's always that myth like, oh, Great Salt Lake. It'd be like a regular, you know, beach thing. It is not. It is terrible. <laughs> It generally smells really bad, and there's so many fetching seagulls all the time. Yes, although it's a very fascinating thing. So we it is, it is neat because your buoyancy is very different in Salt Lake than in any other body of water. Yeah, there are a few locations in Salt Lake that are absolutely fascinating, and the Great Salt Lake is one of them. It just yeah. looks like an alien landscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh, didn't they actually film like uh, one of those Pirates of the Caribbean when Johnny Depp is dead? They're like just flat white area they went oh like, yeah that was that. yeah the bonneville salt flats or salt is, flats okay there we go yeah. that's a it's a very important place because that's where the uh they always do land speed records there yeah yep. land speed records and the salt air was built there oh, yeah. yep yeah <laughs> so, there we go there you go anyway <laughs> so they they're doing some stuff there just hanging out talking about her book and they're like, why do we go here? It's, yeah, her friend's like, this is terrible. It's quiet. <laughs> yeah, As the seagulls are like, screaming no, all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's so, like, no, no, it is not. Uh, so she Lucinda, goes on a walk. <laughs> yeah, Lucinda gets frustrated and goes on a walk where she brushes away some rocks and discovers a plate of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this plate is mysterious. It is. It's got all this weird iconography on it and this weird lettering. lettering that no one's ever heard of except a lot of people have in this movie yes so she visits a guy called professor Steele, who tells her that eh, it's useless uh why don't you leave it here we'll just uh we'll sell yeah, it maybe, uh, maybe uh somebody i know will think it's worth something maybe a few hundred bucks you know yeah she's like nah, nah, nah i'll keep it and he like won't give it up yep Yep. TV and movies have taught me all archaeologist type guys are just swindlers. They are. <laughs> it happened in King of the Hill. It happened here. Yep. <laughs> so they take it to Lamar. Oh, uh, her yeah. like overly nervous friend. Yep. yep. But he knows everything. He, he remembers his uncle or grandpa talked about. Is this where they actually name it? I can't remember. Yeah. He no, says it's the, the plaque of, plaque of Kolob. Kolob. What and is that? Supposedly, uh, go talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, supposedly buried by Norman Talmadge, the guy from the beginning that killed the bee. Yep. yep, he went insane and wrote a book about Moroni being an alien and stuff. <laughs> yep, and uh, they uh, didn't. The church didn't like that. Oh, he he. They just they talk about how. The aliens did not like drinking or smoking, mm-hmm. so he stayed constantly he drunk. drunk. So, yep. Yeah, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to scare them, them away. 
alien repellent. But the aliens really do like sex, so that mm-hmm. that's why uh, Mormonism is the way it is. You uh, you can have lots of sex with lots of people. At least the early stuff. Yeah. You know, go buy yourself a dozen or so wives at the at Costco. <laughs> yep. They come in 12 packs. They come in 12 packs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds horrifying. <laughs> so, anyway, he's, he's staying drunk, so she goes to the... She learns this stuff, and she wants to go to the genealogy library to figure out, oh, yes. like... If he has surviving yeah. things. Any, because, uh, any descendants of Norman Talmadge. Yes, because if you don't know, Utah has a lot of they They do have stuff. the most in-depth genealogical history, all for religious purposes. But hey... Because if, if they find out that you weren't baptized, they're going to do a baptism for the dead on you once, once they get your name. <sighs> Never going to get to go to hell. So I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> the, the descendant is a man named uh, Guy Feinsbeck. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's she, looking to see where he lives. She it's looks like, oh, up you the be phone number. Me. Or yeah, she looks him up in the phone book. Yeah, people, younger people, have to Google what those are. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a giant book with people's phone numbers in it. People's landline phone numbers, not mm-hmm. cell phone phone numbers. Yep, because that's what people used to have <laughs> back in our day. <laughs> anyway. You had to actually remember your friend's phone numbers. Yeah, you or did. Or at least remember the uh, finger movement combination to That's enter. True. That's what I usually did. I can remember a lot of people's phone numbers from back then. I can basically remember my own landline. I forgot all the others. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I remember other people's. <laughs> it's not important, though. <laughs> oh, yes. So but Yeah, she, she goes to investigate, and it's the guy that she's been... Spying on. Spying on, but she's calm. totally not into... <laughs> Hey, you're that peeping Tom. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really not. <laughs> okay, <And> come in. He's <laughs> like, sorry, I uh fell asleep. I must have fallen asleep again. Oh yeah, because it what she happens brings him... after a hard day of well, you, you know. know. Oh yeah, totally. I I know. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point we see her pick up a pair of his boxers, his boxers that she does not let go until asked specifically at the end of the scene. Yep. And then uh, he is talking to her and the f- doorbell rings. Yeah, because his girlfriend is coming around. She comes in and she's like, oh, um, I- I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just uh, pumping your she's husband. Like, I was just pumping your pumping boyfriend, your boyfriend for, for information. information. <laughs> that makes it better so yeah oh god then i have a scene from dolomite that just popped into my head from that oh yeah <laughs> that's from uh the human tornado actually oh uh, the okay. sequel to dolomite he does pump uh that I, woman yep. for information and they they <laughs> he's so good at sex he literally brings the house down yep because he is a human tornado that's right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the Why other... couldn't we have watched Dolomite? Oh, man, I love Dolomite. But, you know. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, 
She just kind of like looks in and then leaves. <laughs> the girlfriend of yes. Guy. <laughs> so, well, he, he decides to go with her to look at his whatever he wants grandfather's to stuff yeah yeah which he has a house nearby the garden place the where gilgan the... gardens whatever we yep. looked it up and, <laughs> and we go is... there and we get one of the reoccurring yeah characters of the movie which which is a mysterious <sighs> mysterious stone icon yeah but the joseph smith sphinx yeah and she's like what is that it's joseph smith sphinx <laughs> And that's it. Like, that's yeah, but what is it? But what is it? Joseph Smith Sphinx. Yep, there there is a Sphinx in Salt Lake that has Joseph Smith's face on it. Yep. There you that's go. So it is so weird to look at. And he explains that uh, he's his grandfather was an artist and made a lot of this stuff. And also, he's an artist too. And he has a motorcycle. That is true. No. He does have a motorcycle. <laughs> or does he? Oh, it's the true mystery. <laughs> so then he, Ugh. they, they look at some stuff in the yeah, building. Yeah, they go to this building and he just walks in, takes her upstairs, and they find this super forbidden text. They also find the, the weird, like, framed picture of Masonic hand symbols. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, if you do, if you put your arms straight and then raise them up, that means you are in distress. Yeah. This kind of is a plot point later, Somehow. in a way. <laughs> yeah, but they find this mysterious item that's a book in a weird language. And she's like, oh, it's the book that we were talking about. Isn't it interesting that I went the first place I go? That's where I find it. And he's like, yeah, 20 bucks. <laughs> Just... Wants to sell it to her for twenty dollars. That's all he cares about. But, but it's written in some form of Elvish that she can't read. I can't yeah. read it. Some <laughs> form of Elvish, <laughs> or a very strange thing called uh, the Deseret, Deseret alphabet. alphabet. Yeah, which was Brigham Young's attempt to make Utah more strange by having their own version <laughs> of the alphabet. It's so terrible. The whole uh, you know ring thing. Gandalf reading that, but it's in the Kolob speech. So like. It roughly goes making Ian McKellen do the call-off speech thing. What does that mean? What's it mean, Gandalf? Nihor is coming. The eye of Nihor. The eye of Nihor. There is an eye of Nihor later. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they explain that the Mormons used to be a radical bunch when she goes back to one of her experts. Ah, uh, yes. Used to be. <laughs> and they created this Deseret. Oh, like yeah. the, the weird cousin guy or whatever. Yeah, they this go expert. to the cousin who has a computer, computer in 1995. Yeah. So, He's he's playing I, with. I this. do like how she gets the alphabet because it's like no one knows what this is and talks to the one guy. Oh yeah, it's called Desert Alphabet. Like lifts up a stack of papers. Like here's a copy of all the letters. Yeah. It's like it's oh, it's just, just a, a substitution. Yeah, a one for one replacement with letters. <laughs> yep. So they make this 
translator thing where they can type things in and it will give them English. Yeah, he has a voice synthesizer that tells a them. A voice synthesizer called Urum, Urum and Thummum. Yeah. <laughs> Mor- I gotta say, there's so many Mormonism jokes that if, if you do not have some background, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Because they're like, yeah. oh, I get it. That's funny. Constantly going, yeah, see, that's why I like, this is a movie for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> He's way into the lore. <laughs> yeah, the deep lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colobian lore. The Colobian lore. Do you think it's uh, more interesting to him than Lord of the Rings? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they talk about how this book is from, it is Plan 10 from Outer Space. Yeah. And they, it was written by Nihor of mm-hmm. Kolob at the time of the bees. Yeah, oh yeah, the time of the time bees. Time of the bees. So they explain stuff about uh, Norman Talmadge just hanging out by the beach, pondering, doing some uh, some prayer processing, you know, just throwing some rocks, Putting rocks in, a in a hat to pray. Mm-hmm. Stuff like maybe, that. Maybe translate a book with it, you maybe. know, if you're bored. Yeah, that's what that's what Mormons do. <laughs> that's what they used did in to do. That's what they did. At least. Yeah. Yeah. They stopped doing the hats and rocks. Largely because people don't carry hats around as much anymore. Mm-hmm. True. So then anyway, we get this uh thing where Oh, can Nihor I just talk for a appears. moment about her cousin's laugh when she says oh, something? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like what the hell is that? Sounds like some kind of revenge of the nerds. See, there yeah. are aliens yeah. among us. It's this guy attempting the human Laugh. laughing. Because well, he's a genuine nerd. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, when are we uh, doing killer nerds? I don't know. Well, is this, know. Is this <laughs> uh, also the first mess or the first time we get the reference to the secret of the bees? Yep, the secret of the bees. Nihor briefly talks about. The secret of the bees. So anyway, she spends all day translating about a third of this book, and then she goes to sleep, where she has, you know, a normal, normal dream. dream about Moroni. <laughs> yep. Rowing down the river Rowing with down his the horn. River, playing his trumpet. But Just then... A normal dream. Normal yeah. dream. But then it takes a disturbing turn and gets sexy with the neighbor that she's been spying on. An alien... Or yeah. maybe an angel. Oh yeah, yes. on a motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> it's so weird. So. Oh, she. Yeah, the way they describe this, I'm like, oh yeah. So she, you know, was just rubbing one out, <laughs> like from the description she gives of the scene. Yeah, so she's having a weird sex dream about her neighbor as an alien on a motorcycle, and yep. her friend comes and wakes her up. Oh god. Okay, yeah, because they were supposed to hang out. Then there, she's in the tub while her friend is it's there just talking, like doing her makeup or whatever. Yeah, talking about how she had a hormone dream. It was a hormone yeah. dream. Yeah, her friend's like getting turned on by her dream. Yeah, did he use a laser? <laughs> yeah, did he use a laser? <laughs> was he rough? Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you're, you know." You're all pent up. You yeah, you've never done anything with a boy. You've never even had a boy. Never That's not a... true. What about Fred, Fred Cannon? Fred Cannon is gay. gay. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's a it's a very common experience mm. for women in Utah now. <laughs> yeah, there were some guys in high school. Pretty sure I'm not going to name names or anything, but pretty sure they were gay, and then they ended up get married to girls. And I was like, oh, it's going to be rough for them later on. Yeah, yeah, poor girl might might cause some issues later in the relationship. Well, yeah. you know when you when you send guys out on a mission. In two a years room you filled with only men for two years and at least for back in my day it was 19 year old like okay we're gonna oh, put a bunch of even younger now though didn't yeah they? now Don't they start 18. sending them out oh yeah i was gonna say yeah. when they're 12 it's like yeah. oh yeah 18. 18 year old uh hormonal boys can't all, imagine there hasn't the been any together. kind spend of every waking moment with this other boy do not yeah. let this man <laughs> leave your sight you must be with him always that seems like an idea <laughs> I mean, whatever. That's cool. I, hey, you, you do I, you, boo. Yeah, I'm fine with whatever, but it seems like if the Mormon church wanted to deter people from being gay, they should stop. Don't lock them in a room that. together yeah. and spend two years together. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, can you imagine what shenanigans got up to during the pandemic when they would not bring them home, but wouldn't let them? Like they wouldn't. What did they oh do? I don't my know. gosh! Like they legitimately, like some of the missionaries, they couldn't get home. They're like, "Okay, well, you're still on your mission, but uh, you're locked down in your room." Okay. Mind yeah, you, they like know. don't have TV, internet. Well, limited internet. Yeah. Like I don't know, internet man. that links only to church-owned websites. For two years, I can only imagine. Yeah. bizarre things that would have happened during that. Well, we'll just put it this way. We have a lot of friends who went on a mission and then came back and then they were gay. Like, yep. That's just how it works. <laughs> it's like they had an awakening. Look, that's look I've, had to, gone. I've had to resist for two years. I am not resisting anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's I can't fine. blame them. Like if you're locked in a room with the same sex and you are going to have some kind of proclivity towards it, you're gonna find out at some point during that scenario. <laughs> yep. So, good for them. At least exactly. they got something out of it. <laughs> yep. But anyway, she's apparently supposed to meet Uncle Bob. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she goes oh, to yeah, have lunch she... with Uncle Bob. Yep. And he's explaining that she should not try to translate this book because it would embarrass the church. The church would look foolish if they did that. Yeah, she's, she's like, like well, well, they're not going to care about my book. It's just, I'm just, yeah, yeah, it's just it's a little, little book. thing. Yeah. It's, it's they're a like, multinational uh, real estate conglomerate. They're not going to worry about my book. Besides, I'm not going to, uh, you know, publish anything that isn't true. Oh, yeah. And then we get a famous one, which is actually <laughs> from one of the uh, Mormon prophets, which was, well, yes, there are things that are true, but there are things that are. True, but not, I think the original was faith-affirming. Mm. <laughs> so we choose to ignore or lie about the true things that are not faith-affirming and only choose the faith-affirming stuff. Yeah, there, there are many truths, but not all of them are positive. Yep. Not all of them are useful. <laughs> there are known knowns and there are known unknowns, but there are also unknown unknowns, <laughs> as we will see in the future of this <laughs> yep. movie. <laughs> and so she's like, well, how do you know what's true? It's like, well, my church leaders tell me they what's true. They tell me what's true. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me not to drink coffee. Hold on. Sinful acts oh, going man. on. Have this last last drop of coffee. Good to the last Good drop. Good to the last coffee. drop, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, you must have so... imported that from uh, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from well, Orkley. I don't know. Yeah, from Orkley. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they they tell you that they tell you not to play Dungeons and Dragons. Nope, at Satan's game. It is. It's good <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> then they. You and this know. is the first time he mentions, oh, you could... Is this when they first mentioned, well, the Danites could be coming after you. Ooh. Yeah. And he says, you could get excommunicated. Oh, man, that's... I haven't been to church since <laughs> yeah. I was 12. And he's flabbergasted. <laughs> what? Yep. So anyway, it turns out that Larson escaped. Yeah, she when she goes, he's like, wait, you were supposed to make me lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of Uncle Bob for the yep. movie. That's yep. the last we see of Uncle Bob. Yes. And then she goes to investigate what happened with Larson by talking to Bernadette. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, Bernadette's the, the girl that was banged by angels. Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty much what Bernadette talks about to her. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't see the angels anymore. I'm totally fine. Yeah. She's like, why do they get to see angels? Yeah. She explains, the doctors here are all Mormon and they tell me to take these pills. It's not fair because I... St- saw the you know angels before i took the pills now i'm not allowed to see them but the church leaders are allowed to see all the angels they want yep it is unfair and then she talks about how she uh (laughs) (laughs) how she'd be visited by angels and on a horse because she loves horses yep and then she would have hours of sex sex (laughs) and lucinda's like oh horses wow (laughs) (laughs) yep Horses. Horses. Yeah, we've got a lot of movies that specifically mention horses. We do, actually. (laughs) So anyway. I did not realize horses would be quite as reoccurring as they have been. (laughs) I don't know, man. Horses are everywhere. That's true. Got all that horsepower. Is this our first (laughs) Sphinx, though? I think it's the first. We'll have to keep an eye out for Sphinx. Oh, it's not the first Sphinx. The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, Oh, yeah. The second Sphinx. That's the original. Oh, gee, Sphinx. Yep. Not the Joseph Smith. Not the Joseph Smith version. Has someone made a Donald Trump Sphinx? Oh, I'm sure someone has. Or a Barack Obama Sphinx. To to be fair, they did make a giant golden statue of Trump during, like, right after he lost the election. Yeah. And people were... Basically, the only way I could think of describing it is there were people that were worshipping said golden idol. It would have been awesome if he was like a calf with his face on it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. May as well go, you know, biblical with it, worshipping the golden calf. There you go, here's a golden calf. Slap his face on there. I mean, that's what they did with the Sphinx with Joseph Smith. That's true. You think there's an Elon Musk Sphinx? Uh, if not, he has the money to make that. I was about to say, with yeah. Elon Musk, he might buy the Sphinx and make put them his put face his face on it. on it. It's entirely possible, since we've talked negatively about Elon Musk before, that we might be on his radar. So if you that don't have an Elon Musk Sphinx, Elon Musk, go Get make one. one. Yeah, May as yeah. Well. I'm, I'm willing to look at it. I'm not willing to pay for it. <laughs> But I, I think it would I am be willing a, to appreciate it as I'm an willing, artistic yes. expression. I think it would be quite interesting. So good <laughs> on that, Elon Musk. So anyway. I mean, how powerful and rich is he if he doesn't have his own Sphinx? I know. <laughs> Only the most powerful yeah, people get Sphinx. Yeah, it's a Sphinx. serious status symbol. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, the Danites, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Brigham Young's secret police. Yep. They talk about 
the they're the defenders of the faith and they had this dude porter rockwell mm-hmm. yep. ultimate badass gunslinger slash mormon associates yep he's actually like in real life he's a very scary person yeah, yeah. and he was basically like the the top dog that if you needed someone Something intimidated care of. Oh. or someone to have an unfortunate accident and, you know, yeah, end up with an accidental bullet in the back of their head. That's right. An accidental bullet. They shot themselves. Now they in feel the bad back of onto the bullet and it drove it. It drove itself their into yeah. their head. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like he's just saying that to a person with a gun at their head. Yep. That sounds right. Yeah, that, that sounds correct. Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about the secret of the beast. Leave me alone. So, <laughs> anyway, Talmadge, uh, they're, they're talking about Talmadge, you know, learning stuff about the secret he, of the beast. He learned He's the secret of the beast. So he had space to... dog. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We get the jetpack dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the... There's a dog that has like a fake jetpack on. Yeah. Just hangs out in a few scenes. It's so weird. It's awesome, and I, I want that dog. It's like part boxer or something. It looks like a fairly chubby boxer. Yeah. It's cute, actually. <laughs> I'm a big fan of boxers. So in any case, he he's has that stuff going on, and it turns out that aliens attacked uh, Talmadge to shut him up, and he hired some Lamanites yeah, to oh, shoot their... Oh, that uh, scene, the fight. Yeah, the, this is their white phase, right? The Lamanites. Yeah, yeah apparently. <laughs> shoot up at it. And it's, uh, it's like... It's a, like three scrawny white guys shooting yeah. some bow and arrows shooting into bows the and arrows. sky. And then it's like a beehive flying Vimana thing that you <laughs> yeah. see in Ancient Aliens, but there's a beehive at the top. Yep. And yeah. that's what's harassing them. Yeah. And I, I love that one, the really, really young Lamanite that's just standing there going, oh, oh yeah, he just runs up and screams yeah. at yeah. it. That, I love that guy. <laughs> this is your one big scene. Get out there. Ham just it up as much as you can. That's all we need you I to do. I just desperately hope he's in something else. <laughs> I haven't been able to track him down. But find out what else he's been in. So good. So anyway, then... Talmadge disappears and Porter Rockwell tracks him down. Yep, he's in his house. He has him cornered in his house now. Talmadge explains that he now knows the secret of the The bees. bees. Scary. But then we cut to something else before we we find the secret of the bees. Yep, because the computer accidentally shuts down. Yep. Mm, Must have been a power surge. Yeah, it's those dirty darn Danites. Yeah. Darn dirty Danites. (laughs) <laughs> and they so, also uh have they have they uh has she lost the plaque yet this one got no. hard to follow because it <laughs> yeah. jumps around to a lot of different things that's why you're like this recap point. this i'm like okay good luck <laughs> i think she's lose she loses it around this time soon but she has the neighbor uh yes. thing where she view sees him in a space outfit she's like is he really an alien, alien? so she follows him to a secret place. Yeah, this mysterious club where there's another guy dressed as an alien at the door. Yep. And he she goes in and then this these two guys come, one gives her a drink, one gives her another, another drink and, and a, a cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then finally, she is turned away for not dressing like an alien. Yeah, she have a costume. She's supposed to wear a costume from the guy that is the avatar of masonry because he has like the uh, what is it the angle measuring yeah. thing and oh, the hammer so it's the like, whatever compass so it's and like is he like or something yeah yeah it's like so is yeah. he like the the head mason i don't know what's happening here yep he, he reminds me of otho from beetlejuice <laughs> yes he does actually <laughs> so then, that's actually my thought i'm like is that the guy from beetlejuice no and sadly he, it's not did he hit hard times <laughs> no not him uh, he was busy doing a Seinfeld episode around that time. He was, oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, one of the superintendents. That's right. <laughs> Very oh, we, cool. We do Manny get to... And, I don't remember the other guy, but yeah. So. <laughs> well, we do get her uh, alien uh, interest shows up and tells her that, oh, yeah, I don't like drinking or smoking. Yeah. Do you... Uh, did you come from here? Like, where Where did you grow up? Salt Lake. What yeah. school did you, you go to? Granite. Granite. Did you know so-and-so? No. No. <laughs> Did you ever see any space aliens? No. Have you ever been to another planet? No. No. Have you? <laughs> so weird. And then girl, the girlfriend shows up from earlier to punch. Yeah. <laughs> to like, punch leave my boyfriend alone. alone. <laughs> and punches her in the Sunday. face. A couple times, and then she wakes up in an asylum after yeah, having a weird, a, yes, she dream has a of some kind yeah. where she keeps uh, asking her father, "Why can't I have my own planet?" Stuff <laughs> like that. That's a yeah. good question. Wrong uh, genital configuration for that. Oh, man, just not having an Audi is really <laughs> it really screws you over in the Mormon Church. It man. really does. It's it's a entirely Audi based religion (laughs) maybe that's why the whole like you know missionary thing you know you gotta have gotta keep control that's true (laughs) although women do the same thing just two years later yeah and for not as long actually i think now they've even dropped that to 18 for the girls as well because they're having a lot of problems getting people on missions anymore makes sense so (laughs) anyway it's like, hey, do you want to pay us to be a door-to-door salesman for our religion? No. No, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Why not? So, yeah, she's uh, apparently discovered, passed out in her closet or something. I guess so, we, we because shrink she talking comes to her. To, yeah, like, at the, I don't know if it's the same mental institution that Bernadette was at. I think it is. I think it yeah. is. <laughs> what well, what was that? Uh, he has this weird thing where it's like, your mother brought you her after she found you in your... And she, he leans, leans in toward her closet. Yeah. <laughs> and you were speaking about aliens. Yeah, and he like, yeah. puts his face right up near the camera. <laughs> and does that. He's like, no, no, I'm I'm fine. Yeah, no, I was I was tired, but I'm okay now, <laughs> or whatever. Well, we're gonna keep you here for a few days of observation, which apparently it was one time they brought pills around, which she did not eat, and then escaped the same day, like immediately. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean these these aren't as high quality agents as the shop. That is true. <laughs> so in any case, yeah, they're not quite the elite of uh, yeah. 
callback of, to Firestar. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so she escapes and finishes the book where she hears about I know the secret of the beat. We do get the the back and forth where uh I have a uh, Porter is a misunderstood poet. <laughs> oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> Because I, oh, I should have written down what he actually said, but he says something metaphoric to Talmadge. He's yeah. Like, Your metaphor is terrible. He's like, you know what? I've had way better authors than you tell me that my ability to use metaphor is fantastic. So I don't <laughs> yeah. want to hear it from you. Yep. I just came here to stab you and then shoot you. Then stab, and stab you, you and shoot, shoot you. you. It's like, uh... Well, I'm just telling the truth. It's not that big of a deal. He's like, there are many truths, okay? <laughs> Going back to that, only the useful yeah. ones. Yep. Are, yeah. We like the more useful ones. And he's like, well, how do you know which ones are true then? Well, my church leaders tell me. Yeah. yeah. But there's the, uh, yeah, when we, we the, finally get the... The wind is blowing on Porter Rockwell. He looks like Michael Ironson's cousin. Oh, yeah, because we, we find yeah. out the, like, uh, the secret of like... the bees, which <laughs> is the... Masonic hand movements. Can... Oh yeah, because he's yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, he does Talmadge the, the raise it. your arms up one, and that means distress, and it stuns Porter Rockwell, I guess. Slash... Yeah, Kevin Ironside. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Ironside. Ironside. <laughs> no idea the actor's real name. But... Yeah, but we get this weird thing of him doing like these arm movements, Bunch of arm and movements, spinning, and putting your hands together and sticking your fingers through and wiggling them around, just. All sorts yep. of starts which, doing the robot basically, <laughs> which is just causing poor Porter Rockwell's hair to just fly oh. back more intently from yeah. the the sheer power of it. <laughs> oh, I guess we must have skipped the fact that at some point in one of the various translations, you do see a song sung by oh, Karen. Oh, yes. oh, that already Kolob, happened. Sweet Kolob that was thing. so freaking it, weird. Oh, it did. Home sweet Kolob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do this weird version of the. Mormon ham, if you could hide to Kolob. Also, yeah. it was based on a real. It's a ham, oh, okay. but they turn that. So the originals, you know, Mormon church ham. So it's sung like a funeral dirge. Mm -hmm. So this is like a more upbeat one by. What's I mean, your it was, name? It was by Nihor. But yeah, Nihor herself. She's singing. Yeah. So what's this thing called? If the you actual... could hide to Kolob. If you could hide to Kolob. Hi, like. Go high. I know they keep mentioning they're like getting there in a twinkling yeah. of an eye. I know as part. Of I the... think it's H I. It might be different because it's supposed to, you know, be old timey. Old timey speak. Yeah, but yeah, because there's that one, and then later we'll get a rave version of that <laughs> hymn, which is odd. <laughs> Certainly not the best rave music I've ever heard, but. Yeah, so I, I finally found the, the OG one. If you could hide to Kolob in the twinkling of an eye and yep, then continue onward with the, with that same speed to fly. So it's this song. Okay. Do you think that you could ever, through all eternity, find out the generation where gods began to be? <laughs> the thing that's funny is if it didn't have the religious overtones, it you could be like, oh, It'd actually be a cool, uh, like, visual thing. Like, if you could, you know, travel for infinity, could you find the beginning of everything, including God? Maybe. Yes. 
That's... And then you find the god Ooh. that created that god, and it's you actually... tell that god that the other gods mean. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's it's fairly long, but that it's it gets weird. Does it have this? Oh yeah. It, does it have the sweet home cola bama? It is. In it's one no. of those where sweet home if, if you ever do it, if you ever sung it in church, you do like the first. Well, do they cut out the weird parts? They only keep yeah. The... It's kind of like because they have like the different verses that you do, mm -hmm. and I think this is one that has like ten verses. And it's well, like you do the first one, maybe the second one. After that, it just gets more and more strange and weird. So you want to hear the verses that they won't say? Sure. The works of God continue in the worlds and lives around. Improvement and progression have one eternal round. There is no end to matter. There is no end to space. There is no end to spirit. There is no end to race. There is no end to virtue. There is no end to might. There is no end to wisdom. There is no end to light. There is no end to union. There is no end to youth. There is no end to priesthood. <laughs> there is no end to truth. There is no end to glory. There is no end to love. There is no end to being. There is no death above. Oh, that part. Was that part in the... <laughs> yeah. I Something think similar that to that part, was in yeah. there, yeah. They take some, some of the weirder parts. I remember the death uh, above thing. Interesting stuff. So... <laughs> yep, we do get that weird singing version of that that's you know it's just kind of stuck somewhere in the middle right? yeah just like and here's just me more singing to that okay <laughs> so anyway the reason why i state this is because she manages to get inside the building by dressing up as a flying saucer yep, puts a hubcap on her head and trash, bag, trash cape, bag and she's good to go and then you see kevin ironside in there which <laughs> is a different kevin ironside i guess yeah the descendant of porter i guess so yeah yep and something he, like that <laughs> he briefly stops and he says this is my happening and i'm freaking out yeah a reference <laughs> to z-man from beyond the valley, beyond of, the the dolls. valley of the dolls <laughs> so strange yeah superwoman uh, this is my happening and it freaks me out so, yeah <laughs> when are we doing that movie I so don't know. there we go Anyway. Yeah, but then then she finds uh, Fred. Yeah. Or Guy. That's his name. Guy, yes. And she learns that he, in fact, never no. had a motorcycle. Cycle. He didn't. He just says stuff to impress girls Oh, sometimes. yeah, and he also, also smokes he's and smoking. Drinks. And he's drinking. Yeah, he's drinking and smoking. He's like, yeah, I just say things to impress girls. He's like, what do you think? Mormon girls just jump into bed with any dork with a motorcycle? Well, maybe they do, but I'm still not <laughs> but I'm crazy. I'm still not crazy for thinking <laughs> aliens are real. Because that's what his thing is. It's like, oh, you actually believe that crazy alien stuff? As they're in the weird Club Kolob alien yeah. dress-up place. So speaking of that uh, that Kolob song, sure. we, we get the club mix. Yep, we go to the rave. Just a bunch of weird nonsense words. And you get the the Kevin dude. Oh, God. Yes. The Kevin Ironside Side. doing that song. Doing yeah. that on stage, and he had long hair when he was and Porter like, Rapa, and now it's spiked, spiked up all the way into up, like two... giant Wolverine it's ears. magical. It looks like Cell's so crown-looking thing. Yeah. 
It's the best thing ever. It's so bizarre. And then okay, uh, this is a scene I was telling Paul. This is a scene that Rodney showed me as a preview. <laughs> to you for the movie. That was just like, what the yeah, hell I am I him watching? About, like forty seconds of this. He's like, what the hell is going and, on? And we got here. It did not. It did not make things worse or clear anything up. It's just here. It is. Yep. <laughs> and so, guy blows smoke in her face and then she does the distress hand signal at which point it turns into a dance, dance? a Masonic Everyone. hand, a Masonic signal hand dance. dance which apparently controls other people because they start don't know. doing it with her we get a weird scene where all of a sudden she's leading everyone on the dance floor yeah. in the Mason arm dance and then she yells that she knows the secret of the bees and she is taken away yep. to space where she is in some kind of a nightgown. Being and, uh, carried by a man in red spandex with a beehive head. With uh, one a eye. Looking eye. Around. Beehive cyclops. Oh, it's so <laughs> glorious. Uh, and I got to say, the, the beehive alien not the worst alien i've seen in movies mm-hmm. not by a long shot no it's cool it's yeah, actually, it moves around and yeah stuff. like i was like oh that's it's actually pretty legit that like yeah the eye moves and stuff so that's my way favorite better than thing so she finds these sacred scrolls that have all the guys crossed out in the lineage and mm-hmm. from adam and starting Eve with adam down yeah. and she goes what where's adam and then someone says, isn't that the question? Or something like that. Yeah. But Norman Talmadge is up there and he's talking about how, you know, <laughs> Nihor enslaves people and all this stuff. And she's the secret 28th wife. So, yeah, Norman's alive all these years later, I guess, because there's no death above. Yeah, there is no death <laughs> yep. above. So. so, yeah, she is the secret 28th wife of... Brigham Young, who was an alien who apparently swung past Earth looking for some D and was like, hey, that Brigham Young guy seems to be okay. <laughs> yep. But then she found out about his other wives and stuff and it wasn't so great. <laughs> yeah. 27. Yeah. Once you find out you're the 28th wife. Yeah. Although the, he says, uh, Norm, oh, yeah. Norman is like, oh, yeah. Do you. He was married to 27, 27 women, and the 28th was an alien. Yeah. Who he, do you think was in charge? Yeah. His life was a living hell. <laughs> and then she's like, so there is no Plan 10? Oh, oh there's a Plan there's 10. A plan there's a Plan 10. 10. <laughs> and it's so... Insidious. Insidious. It makes my butt quake. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? That's not know. even like it's a like Utah scene. No, it's not anything. It's, it's like, like, what the hell? That's a what would that people from the 19th century say to be startled? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It just It's just a thing that happens. So anyway, she finally meets Karen Black as in Nihor. Oh, yeah, because he basically was like, oh yeah, she basically had me write that whole thing. It's kind of a smear piece because she was pissed off yeah, at she Brigham, didn't Young, like Brigham Young, right? Yep, basically. So she just like, so the book he wrote was like actually like alien translation stuff, but it was just an angry ex-wife writing yeah. something yeah. to destroy her husband's... <laughs> to destroy her uh, husband's church that he ran. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bizarre stuff. So Nihor sends sends her back down for the plaque. 
Lucinda down to yeah, the Yeah, because at some point her brother snatched it. Um, he was she, at her house looking for food, and she... She hit it where no, no one She's like, no one's find... ever going to find it. Yep. It was in an old pizza box in the fridge. In the fridge, yeah. No one's going to come and eat my old pizza, but her brother just Ugh, shows yeah. up, grabs English muffins, pizza, and... Uh, and milk. Milk, yeah. Yep, and there you go. Just eating an English muff- muffin with nothing on it and just shoves it right in his mouth. So now she has to find Larson, and she does find him trying to marry a 14-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, what the hell was going on there? <laughs> and it's, that's another thing that... But uh, why did it just cut straight to that, too? It's like, what was what was Larson I don't doing? know. I don't know. I know it sounded like he did want to get out of Salt Lake, but he didn't need to like marry a 14-year-old to do it. Yeah. Jeez. He's like we can. She's she's like I can't do that. We aren't even she's married. Like, I don't even like, know you. First yeah. of all, and we're not married. It's I'm like, fourteen. Well, we I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Come on, we can we can go to Nevada. It's like I can't go to Nevada. I'll I have school. school. <laughs> well, we can get married over the phone. <laughs> uh, so weird. So uh, yeah, she um and she gets Larson to take her to where the plaque is hidden it sounds like, like a terrible plaque? story though okay. like something that might actually happen like guy obsessed with women's panties gets shock treatment says aliens are coming gets caught trying to marry a 14 year old girl like, yeah. well the, that's, the, the right. getting married to a 14 year old is because <laughs> one of joseph's wives was 14 yeah yeah he, he got that wife when he was my age oh yeah nice, nice. that's not uh, not wonderful horrifying yeah yep. so anyway but what do i know i i can't oh, oh, look so, at women under 30 and go yeah oh, oh I'm, so. I'm sorry i'll i'll go with the church's <laughs> official thing she was not 14 she was just several months shy of her 15th birthday oh, okay. oh just just several, several months, just shy. months shy of her 15th birthday that makes it so because that makes better. it better obviously oh it's so gross man yeah yeah Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I also love that she basically just shows up and is like, "Where's the plaque? Oh, I'll take you to it." Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> takes her to the area Back where to the... Gilgan Gardens. Yeah, which we, we get... they don't say it in the movie. We had to look it up because it's only forty eight minutes from here. Apparently, yeah. We were gonna go record the podcast live from Gilgan Gardens, but they closed. <laughs> you know, actually, they we closed probably it. like twenty minutes ago. So yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't been able to get it done. Too bad. We might have been able to get there just in time to watch it close. Yeah. yeah. But, but not to case. record the whole thing in front of the Sphinx. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to have to go up there, take pictures for the social media. <laughs> maybe. So we go there and she's like, you know, he, he goes and looks at the Joseph Smith Sphinx. And she's like, what is this? A Joseph Smith, Smith Sphinx. Sphinx. Again, same explanation yeah. she got before. Yep. Yes. But why is it a Joseph Smith Sphinx? It's well, a it, Joseph, it, it's Smith Joseph Smith Sphinx. Sphinx. And then he goes. Then he and climbs a tree. Climbs a tree where he gets the plaque, and he throws it down to her. At which point, Nihor just like taps her on she, the shoulder and then takes it from her. Yep. They kind of have this like, "I'm gonna break it now." But wait, what about this? I don't care. About to break it. But wait, what about this? Yeah, she's like, "I'm sure it was really lonely on your spaceship and everything." And she's like, "Is is this really what you want to do?" She's like, "Yeah." Yep. throws it down. Okay. Turns out the damn thing was made of plaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do they ever explain what purpose this I plaque has? I don't Because it's like, so. they break it, which causes the apocalypse. But I didn't guess, they also say that he buried multiple plaques around, hoping yes. someone would find one? It's like a magical fortune cookie. Yeah, I guess. Spaceballs. 
that all well, that could be. But yeah, it's <laughs> they break it apart. The outside that was all gold and bronze looking, it was a lie because it's just white just inside. White plaster inside. Uh, so uh, plan that 10 triggers begins. plan ten, which is the alien craft. Yeah, returns. Beehive Vimanas return. Yeah, people are running around ah. terrified. Outside. They hired an Asian lady to just scream at the sky for 10 seconds. Yeah, outside Broadway Center Theater, which is playing Midnight Cowboy and a streetcar <laughs> named Desire. Desire. Yep. What was the other thing? I oh, forgot I didn't to really pay attention to the other one. But I love me some Midnight Cowboy. Got some John Voight. Yeah, we got two guys that uh, try and shoot hey, at it. John Voight was also on Seinfeld around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He, he, did, he bites Kramer. He does. <laughs> so... Anyway, the the birds are called. The oh, seagulls. Yeah, the, the seagulls are called to the aid of Utah once again and are immediately killed by superior firepower. That was such a weird thing. Like, the birds fought valiantly. But... <laughs> well, they're kind of like the birds, you know, in The Hobbit. Yeah. The eagles and we got seagulls instead. Yeah, they're not as cool. That's why That'd be they so fight terrible yeah, at the end of uh, Return of the King. Gandalf, the seagulls are coming. The seagulls are coming. They're just like pecking at, you know, trolls and orcs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're a terrible distraction and annoyance. Yeah, I don't know how the Battle of Five Armies would have went if seagulls showed up to help. <laughs> just seagulls. Just, hey, we want a piece of this, too. We want some gold, too. <laughs> so in any case... We see Karen Black as Nihor screaming, this is not the place and that the women are in charge. Women are in charge now. Oh, and they do. Yeah, they do. The, the ship, one of the Vimana beehives flies over. This is the place. It totally looked like they were going to knock the statue off. But nope, it just flies over. It was a little disappointing. But, though they do. Yeah. After she they, says this is not the place, the... they do zap the statue off the top of the monument. Yeah. yeah. And, and now it's pandemonium because the women are in charge now. Because yep. Nihor came down and declared it, I guess. That's yep. it. Nihor so, declared it. That means it's real. Now the women have the right to steal men's well, clothes. And this is the thing I don't understand. Did it make a bunch of women go crazy? Because a lot of other women are still running around in terror. I don't know. But this one group targets Larson, the... I mean... The, the underwear pervert gets attacked pervert by... Underwear pervert that uh, was trying to marry a 14-year-old a half hour ago. Yep, strips his clothes off in yeah, revenge. Yeah, they knock him down and strip him naked. And the the lead lady gets his boxers and is like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we got you, I was waiting Larson. for her to put him on her head. Yeah, I, I was too, honestly. Like, okay. Yes, the tides <laughs> have the turned. <laughs> so, anyway... We do, uh, so we get her doing her... Uh, Vo uh, voiceover and I gotta say this is the other random thing where there's just random naked guy running oh, down the road yeah. faster oh, yeah. during the pandemonium one man I mean maybe he was another one of the victims who had That's his true. underwear stolen and, but he escaped his uh, female yep, captors he was, he was faster and didn't fall down like Larson so yeah, he, Larson. he just had to run away naked so anyway the alien war has begun so she takes all the information yeah cause she had compiled the truth onto two Double-sided double -sided double -sided discs. discs. And she would go to a mountain and bury them. And oh, hopefully gosh. they will remain hidden for That'd centuries. That'd be so terrible if your plan is to, like, get a couple, like, CDRs and go bury them in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and hope that any point in the future they'll survive. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the CDRs would be really bad because they would suffer from disc rot. Yeah. After <laughs> only a short period of time. Yeah. But the, uh, if you were using something like a 
three and a half inch floppy probably lasts a little longer. Depends what, what her cousin had in, in his computer lab. His uh, uh, like, laser disc also suffers from disc drop. His uh, like space space basement thing where he's like on yeah. the moon. The yeah. setting there, yeah. Actually, laser disc, uh, it can last if you keep it in a reasonable temperature place with not a whole lot of moisture. Uh, well, oh, well, buried she... underground in the desert. Yeah, but I think moisture. she just kind of like dug a hole and threw them threw directly some discs in. in. I like they're not even That'll in cases fine. or something. Just, yeah. yeah, it gets both too hot and too cold for laser discs in Utah if you were to just bury them outside. Damn. So. Yeah. Well, we can't just bury laser discs all over for future generations to find. <laughs> We need to put our podcast on this and bury yeah. it. Yeah. It'll be prophesied. On laser disc. It is prophesied. We'll it will be rediscovered. Of, yeah, to be in four safe centuries. like Talmadge did, we'll need multiple copies and just bury them in random spots. That would be a really strange thing to do put like portions of the podcast on various <laughs> forms of outdated media and just bury, <laughs> bury them, them in the places. desert. Oh, that but then if there is an apocalypse and somehow they find the correct piece of technology and that to get it working like somehow this nonsense would be history to people what is this obscure piece of media oh my gosh it is we'd, we'd turn we'd end up as some kind of bizarre religion. like yeah religion like the people from the tay the prophets <laughs> of steve king because we're always <laughs> referencing stephen king yep i just i just think it would be funny if like in the far future it's like what is this mysterious piece of technology far in advance of our own and they're like well i heard tell from legends of lore that it is called a mini disc <laughs> they just have this like the lore legend is like a like a columbia 10 discs for a penny catalog yeah. thing something like that the sacred See, wars the would be Columbia. fought because Here, like mini disc wars would be fought because the people that found it on mini disc theirs is the true one not the people that found it on the dvd and then mm. they just like and they go to war <laughs> they finally access the sacred text and it's just us bitching about like beaver trilogy and plantain <laughs> <laughs> like, man wasn't that movie weird it's like what the hell is this uh Anyway, so this happens, and she gets on a motorcycle. A motorcycle and goes to space, apparently. Yep. Because she says goodbye feet. Feels like she's opening up like the largest telescope. And yep, the last line is goodbye feet, and then the credits roll. And then credits. So. And that was just the end. Yep. I didn't. I thought maybe something else was going to happen, but I was like, wait, it's over? That's it? If this uh, movie sounded like absolute chaos that's because it, it is. pretty much was from start to finish so uh what did you guys think of this movie <laughs> well i'll go with what you just said it's weird as hell man what people would hear us say yeah ah <laughs> uh, this one was so so weird so many random things of like okay we're following this and now we get a weird song yeah. number and it's like why is there a rave in this oh, like club man. thing that is necessary i don't know what's happening it was helpful for all of us to have some knowledge of uh mormon lore i mean yeah. josh might be the expert <laughs> the in mormon the room, mythos yeah josh <laughs> is definitely the expert but you know i knew enough to uh know some of the stuff going on because you've seen some south park yep seen some south park <laughs> and then talking to tyler he's, yeah he's mr porter's number one fan no <laughs> <laughs> talks about that him be scary <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did learn uh, about the Joseph Smith Sphinx 
that's a real thing because i was like that's really weird and then josh was like oh that's a real thing guys <laughs> yep <laughs> i knew that was a real thing i did not <laughs> very strange oh man good and stuff a- and apparently everything in that garden is about as strange at least <laughs> i can't believe we didn't do this live from gilgan gardens <laughs> yeah it's a pretty fascinating place bonusode live from gilgan gardens so mostly you're confused yeah Okay. No, yeah. I mean, I guess the plan was just to reverse and have women rule. Yeah. I guess. And but well, yeah, finally. I just did it make the women crazy though? Her declaration or I don't think so. Why did? Yeah, because we see everyone running. Okay. It's well, just... then what is? Why did the women? What desire would they have to tackle that guy and take off his underwear? They're in charge. They're getting revenge. Yeah, but... Yeah, to be fair, he's kind of like been... That's why I said, was it making him crazy? If not, what group of women would want to do that? Probably, like, the lady that came across him, this, you know, mid-30s guy trying to convince a 14-year-old to marry him. I mean, if that's it, if they were just trying to Like, yeah, we should probably kick his ass on principle. (laughs) I like that it's not even... Yeah, no, no magic stuff, the breaking of the tablet, whatever, the plaque... All yep. that doesn't matter. It's just, uh, you know, Larson <laughs> getting what's coming to him. Yeah. Yep. The aliens liberate women and allow them to do whatever they want and get their revenge on man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Seems <laughs> fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So did that was... happen all over the planet or just in Salt Lake? I, th- I think all over okay. the planet. Well, because well, this is not the place. Therefore, <laughs> it has to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So maybe what we didn't see is there was actually thousands of the beehive ships that descended upon Elsewhere, the just, earth yeah. to cause the female uprising. Yeah. So wait, I don't... Well, uh, you guys, the secret of the bees was what? You you do the arm movements and they mean different things. And if you do them in the right combination, it can either destroy people like Porter Rockwell or make them dance like at the rave i, I guess don't the secret of the bees? i don't think What's that's the, the secret, secret of, the of the bees i think the secret of the bees is that karen black existed and was it's brigham young's alien. 28th wife but she was you know she an felt alien. shunned in some way <laughs> and so she wrote all these texts and stuff yeah uh, yeah so, but sense. then what about the actual bee that uh talmage kills at the beginning was that just an innocent bee i think it's a bee that was a bee possibly spy. yeah bee spy from, okay yeah spying for the hive head people yeah <laughs> oh man they got like a little thing up the top of their and why did, uh, their heads and like a bee can go out and like spy well for i'm them. just curious why did the why did those guys all have the cyclops hive heads and then nihor is just a woman i don't know why doesn't she have a hive head because she's the queen so the queen bee is the only one but do the rest of the Colobians have hive heads is it just i don't know <laughs> If you're maybe. gonna hire Karen Black, maybe why would you, you want to give her a beehive head? Beehive okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> See, maybe, maybe you know we also, were talking the song about number would be more difficult. Yes. Maybe we were talking about Mormon heaven. Maybe the thing is, is like if you go lower, then you have like, oh well, if you're in this level, gotta have a beehive head. So the middle <laughs> level you get hive head, and the lower level you're just a bee. You're just a bee. You're just a bee now. That's... Like, you're a bee. I don't think that's true <laughs> because it's still supposed to be better, right? Yeah. So well, I, don't know. I haven't tried living to be able as to a get bee, squished so. by Norman Talmadge. Well, it seems pretty good from what I understand from the, uh, you know, the Jerry Seinfeld movie <laughs> where he's a bee. Where he's a bee. The bee yeah. movie. Anyway, so Josh, uh, what did you think of this movie? 
it was certainly a trip. <laughs> it was one of those like, uh, what we were like maybe twenty minutes in, things had starting to get were starting to get weird, and that's when Rodney said, "Oh, things haven't gotten weird yet." I'm like, yeah, Not things yet. haven't gotten weird yet. Oh, here's here's like the first toe into weird. <laughs> yep, and it definitely got weirder. Yeah. My questions just never. At some point, I accepted it, but yeah, at the beginning, the the dad his performance, I was just like, "What the, what hell, the hell is was he that? doing? Yeah, why is he I just can, speaking gibberish?" And again, I can only think they just like put this poor actor there and be like, "Okay, you're performing for people. Go." It's like, well, what? What do you mean I'm performing for for people? What kind of performance? Just do whatever. Uh, and he just kind of did the first thing he could think of. I don't know. I don't know. But he was speaking the language, the glip glop language. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you answered my question. It was it was a I fun and wild trip. trip. Okay. <laughs> well, I liked this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird film for sure. But I feel like for me today, this might have been the perfect movie to watch. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I'm now that I've seen it, I want to be in the position you were in, show it to unsuspecting people. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. Like I said, Tyler specifically, I think he would enjoy all the all the Mormon lore. Yep. Yeah. And also just to yeah subject people to, to something they have no idea what they're getting into. And yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, like I had a pretty horrible week. I'm not going to go mm, into it. Yeah. But I... This thing happened, and you know, going into today, I was like, "Well, I don't know how active I'll be. Maybe, hopefully, I'll. This will be a good episode because there have been days in between mm -hmm. each segment." And I was like, "Okay." And then I turned this on. I was like, "This is the right movie to watch today." <laughs> Bunch of crazy yep. nonsense, is... and me a lot of times like, "What is that? Why? What? What are they doing?" And then Josh sometimes would actually know. Oh, It'd be like, it's okay, this. it's supposed it's to be this, this crazy thing. thing. It's a, it was a good movie to watch <laughs> it's, today. It's one of those, I have a knowledge that I wish I don't have when it comes to a lot of it's, this. In, real, in reality, oh. it's kind of like watching Plan 9 because, you know, it's weird and you're like, yeah, this is uh, this is the movie man. I'm watching you know, right funny. now. It's pretty awesome. It's unusual for us, but recording on a Sunday, so this is like our church activity. Yeah, it is our church activity. <laughs> watching plan and it's very it was, was Mormon about Mormonism. Based. Yeah, so. exactly. It's probably the first time you've done any Mormon church related activities on Sunday, on Sunday in, a in a long time. time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so my church. I discovered the Sphinx. Found out that's real. All right. <laughs> discovered the secret of the bees yeah. yes well no i still don't know what it is it's the sacred text i guess that i don't know that the bees are from kolob i, yep. I yeah that's and that's why i was like is that a secret i guess it is a secret because we didn't know about we didn't Brittany know where Man's the bees came from life. now we do yeah. yeah but bees are so helpful they make they pollinate plants yeah. exactly it's a good thing they came here yeah i'm happy with the bees yeah well, that's that's why Kolob um, exists, so that we can exist. Yeah, exactly. Unlike you, Nicolas Cage, we like the bees, Kolob. Yeah, and then if we're good enough, the bees and Kolob will allow us to create our own planet. Yeah. Only men, though. Yeah, only men. I don't know. Do that. It depends if uh, if Nihor flipped things. That's true. Nihor yeah. could could have just could, completely yeah. upset everything now. True. Well, in any case, I think we're gonna have oh, to do. Oh man, how much of a how much would that mess with people like you know mormons die go to heaven oh no it's actually like the women can have like all the men they want 
you're just like one of them. <laughs> yes. Look, I was completely lied to my whole life. That this was is unfair. The plan. Exactly. <laughs> plan. Plan ten. ten. So we're gonna we're gonna do the verses. I think. Do the verses time. Yeah. Woo! It's confusing. I, I, <laughs> what What are we gonna pick? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Hmm. I I think I I think I know my choice, and believe it or not, it's gonna be a little bit different because. Watching this one, this one was crazy all over the place. I greatly enjoyed it. I think my big thing for it is it was a good movie for, like, us. I get the feeling if you do not know if you don't Mormonism, know this, exactly, that's a, like, you're going to be just going like, what the? You're going to be missing What out is on going so on here? I don't know. I think it would still be entertaining. Oh, it would be entertaining, like, what but... What the hell's happening? Is this it... the way Salt Lake is lo- really is? Well, well the weird part is a lot of the stuff, Josh is like, that's actually a thing. That's actually that's a thing. A, that's a thing. So, and it... so, so I got to give it to Trent Harris for that is the fact that he does do like... He points out, you know, weird stuff that Mormoni- Mormonism does. And he puts a lot of things in there that's kind of things that the Mormon Church wishes like, no, hadn't, don't hadn't been left let out of the closet. You know, but he doesn't like. He's not one of these, you know, like directors that like is blatantly like, see, look at how insane these people are. Like the worst parts he alludes to, and if you know what he's referencing, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, that's I know what that means. Yeah, but it isn't oddly as negative as you would yeah. think well that's the thing is it's it's really not like oh man this is a, you know it's not like something like oh that's a bad thing you should just not like these people it's just like eh Instead, they're weird I, I feel like it's more like uh an ancient aliens interpretation of mormonism like if Giorgio Sokolos was on there's like and you see the beehives they were clearly these flying spaceships that would chase down the Lamanites and they would fight back with their bows and arrows. You know that weird guy? <laughs> yeah. The the well he's like a popular meme. Yes. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. It yeah. was aliens. So it feels like <laughs> maybe if yeah, Trent Harrison, Giorgio Sokolos were friends. <laughs> Let's write well, the script about Mormon aliens. Not kind of the... makes some things make more sense in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. Well they talk about planet Kolob and stuff it's like that yeah, sounds yeah. like alien stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get. I think the big thing is it's like there's, like they have stuff that's kind of alluded to in Mormonism as being like from space, and I think he's just like no, like let's let's go like, all space. Let's not with it, let's yeah. not do this. Like we think it's like this. It's like no, let's just like actually make aliens. Go full, yeah. Full like actually just embrace the literalism of it. Well, uh, not that you would necessarily know this, but Trent Harris wrote a book about odd. Utah things, not just Mormon things. Oh, okay. Like, I just not odd know. happenings in Utah and stuff. Oh yeah, and U- it was, Utah it was a, is strange all it was around. A decent seller. <laughs> yeah, Utah is bizarre. It's it's really bizarre. Like really, when you break it down. <laughs> oh yeah, like if, even if you get away from you know the predominant religion, it's like there's still just weird stuff that Utah does that nowhere else does yeah like if you ever want to go to a very fascinating place the town of helper which is getting some like renovations and stuff you can go to historic main street helper and it's like this place was a brothel until 1973 (laughs) yep it's like okay (laughs) that's weird never been to helper there's there's a lot of stuff in utah that you hear about and you're like oh that's very weird and out of character yep you know, like, uh, end of Prohibition, the first state that wanted to end it was Utah. Yep. It's like, 
Wait, you guys don't like alcohol, though. Do you know the first uh, the first hospital in Spanish Fork, Utah, was run by prostitutes? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were the only people that knew in- enough for hospital care. As I'd say, right. well, they had nurses. Yeah, they'd probably be the most familiar with any kind of anatomy. Does the yeah. building still exist? I I don't know if it. I'm does wondering or not. where it would have been. I don't know. It's possible. Not, they do have a lot of old architecture there. So on Main Street, at least. Yeah, Main Street. They probably torn down everything else, but two jacks. Oh, they'll to get be to a, it. Oh yeah, to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Healing's the first level. Fun is the second level. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta say, I'm actually gonna go for the Beaver trilogy just because I think that's. A bit easier to digest without having to have, like, a Mormon lore background. Because oh, yeah. it's just kind of like, it's small town I don't think it's easier to digest. <laughs> well, it's easier to remember because you watch the same thing three times. Well, that also helps. <laughs> That's true. The, the recap is easier because this one, I was like, good luck with Plan 10, guys. Yeah. Like, if you don't know anything about what's going on in the Beaver trilogy, it's like, okay, that was weird. Wait, it's still going Wait, on. Wait, there's another one. Wait, this is the same thing as before. Isn't that Sean Penn? Yep. It's <laughs> like... Okay, wait, there's a gun? Wait, is he... Ah. And then, okay, that was weird. Wait a second. This is the same thing And then again. they, they tricked <laughs> like, me with the third one, because I yeah. actually wrote down Beaver Kid 3, and then it just says, the Orkley Kid. I was like, yeah. Orkley? It's like, what? It's just another world when you enter <laughs> yeah. the Beaver trilogy. Plus, it is, it is interesting to see, you know, Trent Harris do what is essentially the same core thing that we saw first, and do two different versions two different, of it. Yeah, remakes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we're going to do a more dramatic one with a darker ending. Another dramatic one, but a less uh, dark ending and for that more, one. Uh, him more a liberating. Zone. So you like the Beaver trilogy? I, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with that one. Big fan. I know. <laughs> it's hard because I definitely had more fun with Plan 10, but I know there's a lot of it that's also kind of like, oh, well... There's a lot of Utah centric. Yeah, but oh, yeah. if you personally liked it more, that's oh, do we... okay. I'll go Plan Ten then. Are you sure? Because that's the one. Well, that's the one I actually liked the most. If you enjoyed it more, yeah, okay. I say you should go. I by definitely you. think the Beaver trilogy is it's your the, personal the opinion, one. not you know, not what you think everyone else nah. will like. Fair if enough. I, if I was doing what everyone else, what I feel everyone else would like, I think the answers would always be obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that then, because. That was the more fun one for me. <laughs> okay. Paul. Hmm. Well, I mean, I get... <laughs> I'm more interested in going to see the Joseph Smith Sphinx than actually going to Beaver. <laughs> well, Although, I've been to Beaver, so I, I can understand that. <laughs> I've passed by Beaver. I don't think I've ever gone to Beaver for any reason. Yeah. I didn't see any dogs, but I wasn't very far in, so... Mm. Did you go to the mortuary? I didn't go to the mortuary. Oh. I think I will now. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you can go in there and request to get your makeup done. Can I done. get my makeup <laughs> done? <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Sounds so good. I, I saw a movie. I heard you can get your uh, makeup done here. You'd be weird if they said yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. Oh. I want to I look like this. And then, then you, you would just... have to commit to it, yeah. Then you get up and you're like, well, I don't really quite know what to say now. <laughs> Perhaps I'd better be going or whatever. The Olivia Newton Rod. I don't know. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked a bunch about both of them. I think uh, for me, I, I got to have that New York City rhythm in my life. I'm going to go with yeah. <laughs> Fever Trilogy. I actually got that song, his version, stuck in my head recently. Yeah, so. got to be but, the New York City rhythm in my life. life. In yeah. my life. So, I don't know. It's just the the Beaver oh. kid, Groovin' Gary, he's just such a fast... It's kind of like... I mean, it's obviously not his whole life like the devil and Daniel Johnston, but it's yeah. just interesting to see the real guy and then, you know, the two actors' takes yeah. on him. I think one of the best things about that is, like, the real guy grooving Gary is just he's so interesting he's, exactly like you, just you get want to, see to hang this, out with him <laughs> you just get to see this little snippet of his life and yeah I don't know I like that I mean obviously there's a lot of crazy fun stuff in Plantain but yeah I don't know <laughs> oh man that I just, piano guy yeah piano oh, guy man. rhythm the weird they're just the whole production I can't it's just the play or not play the oh, like school assembly oh, the talent show he put I, on i always so laugh at that uh talking about barry manilow yeah. <laughs> i cannot live without you yep did mandy and i cannot live without you <laughs> just just the way he emphasizes you yeah just, i find it so fetch and plus funny. you got that girl with the blow out the candle thing oh that weird <laughs> comedy act oh, out. That out. that's what paul was really all about no 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 or the happiest girl in the whole USA. <laughs> the uh, other, yeah. Not his act, the other ones. That's what, yeah. what I was into. The greatest talent show Beaver has ever seen. It, yeah. I mean, what other talent show is still being talked about? However, when was this? It was like in the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. What other Beaver talent show is still being talked about to this day? None. Yeah, exactly. Hell, I've never seen a better talent show in my life. <laughs> I've. Yeah. I've been in talent shows. I've never seen a better one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to the beaver rich little himself, Groovin' Gary. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, man, Rodney. Big decisions. I mean, which one do you think I'm going to vote for? <laughs> well, obviously, I made the right choice, so. Oh, did you? <laughs> I'm going to vote for the beaver trilogy. Okay. I, I love Plan 10. Like, like I said, today Plan 10 was the absolute perfect movie and to watch. And that is watch. good. I was going to say, like, like, I could totally see if you had voted for it, because it's like, today it was the right thing, because that, so many movies do depend on your mood at the time and everything going on. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so entertaining. Like, oh, absolutely. Plan, Plan 10 is so worth watching. Track it down. If you want a weird, extremely low budget sci fi <laughs> movie about, like, Salt Lake counterculture and the mormon church and space aliens and stuff like it's it's so good but beaver trilogy i i feel the movie's extremely poignant mm -hmm. yeah and i i definitely go with that for beaver trilogy like it's it's a fascinating film that just i don't know you could interpret it different ways you get different feelings from each version and at the end when crispin glover rides off to meet his destiny it's just like yes i'm so happy right now it's so good <laughs> you're finally happy that groovin larry in that case yeah <laughs> um he's he's just gonna drive off show that little show podunk that town a one horse town what he can do yeah that's right ah oh, it's so good man <laughs> just 
I just love the Beaver trilogy, but I also like I love the first part of the Beaver trilogy, especially. Yeah, it's just that's what I was saying. It's so fun to see the actual guy. You yeah, Groovin Gary is so cool, and his weird car. Like, why? Oh, did I he... love his Impala. <laughs> yeah, like why did he do that? Just the etching in, yeah, yeah. That's just... one that was a I gotta say, like, he definitely likes the stars he likes. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, if also... you like Olivia Newton-John to the point you're getting your windows etched with a copy of her uh, signature. Yeah. Yeah. That's so you, good. You let your friend put what he described as a picture of her in Some, yeah. <laughs> Some sort of likeness of her. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, man. So but yeah, cool. I also just like the way he talks about things, he, the nervous laughter, and then he's like, but no, I mean, that I, re I really do, I really do, you know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of, yeah, he's just an, in, yeah, that's the thing, he was just an interesting guy, you know, yeah, yeah, which makes definitely. it so, the you know, the original footage of him is interesting to watch, and then the two <laughs> actors' takes on him are also interesting to watch. Um, still a guy doing outrageous things, but uh, I enjoy being a guy, I enjoy being I a really guy, I really do, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll I need to actually watch the documentary about it. It's Trilogy Part 4 or something. Or Trilogy Part 4. Yeah. Yeah. I'll actually need to see that sometime. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, it made me want to watch Trent Harris's movie Luna Mesa. Like, Trent Harris is a fascinating person himself, so. And he is still around? Still or? around. Okay. I have no idea, like, how old he is. That's how, how I got I these copies oh that's true because you have the signed copies <laughs> yes now is he like a utah based yep. director okay i would imagine based on the all, stuff he's done well, it's one of those, stuff like, in salt lake okay i didn't know if he was one of those like he got a couple films done like beaver trilogy this and like the first chance someone was willing to give him money to do anything outside of utah he was like finally nope still still still, doing still utah i think he's done college classes and stuff like like as a professor as a teacher okay. like our guest teacher stuff like that mm, um, okay the salt lake film society which is a thing here in utah it's yeah. the, for the artsy people they they sometimes run his movies in like broadway center and tower theater which are the two art theaters the only two art theaters in all of utah and they're within a couple minutes of each other mm. <laughs> that sounds so, about right anyway but Utah has all the amenities you could ask for if you're in Salt Lake. Yeah, if you're in Salt yeah. Lake. If you are not, good luck. We've got two art theaters. We have a drive-in theater. And three or four gaming stores. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. We have a bar. Now they do have more than one bar. The only one anyone knows is the Tavern Ackle. <laughs> oh, I haven't even heard of that. It's a piano bar. Oh, I, I, heard, of, I have heard, heard of people of that say, one. is that the Dueling Piano guys? Okay. Yeah. I've heard of them, and I actually saw them at a wedding once. Somebody hired them to perform. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know it was called the Tavern Ackle. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as uh, the Tavern Ackle in Zardos. It's also not as mm. good as the Dueling Piano guys in Vegas that you normally see, but... Mm. They're still good. In any case, um, yeah, I guess I vote for the Beaver trilogy, which makes it the winner. Uh, I am defeated again. That's okay. <laughs> I think last time it was unanimous, though. So. I think so. Uh, you went with the crowd last time. I know. 
<laughs> Every now and then, I have my moments. I think we've had a couple unanimous decisions We, we have recently. had a few. Yeah. Weird. So, in any case, I I enjoyed this. I like the films of Trent Harris. Do you guys like both of these movies? Yeah, so far, well, these, I'd be and These are the first two things I've seen yeah, of his, and like I'd be willing to watch else, more. But... Yeah, you can't say that with every director. It's like, uh, well, and especially because like the the two, if you watch them side by side, they show very different sides of his directing style too. Like, yeah, Plan Ten is way more crazy. Whereas Beaver Trilogy, have, well, the original was him just filming Groove and Gary. Yeah, but then you get to see like him do dramatic stuff with the, the other interpretations, two. Interpretations, yeah, yeah. So, but having watched just those two movies, like most, there are a lot of directors, you watch two movies and you'll be like, okay, I get it. Nah, I get what he's going for. If you watch the Trent, the two Trent Harris films that we just watched, you're like, I need to see more of this. Yeah, I want to see more because he, he's going to do something weird in the next thing I watch that I'm not going to be expecting. Yeah, because like if I showed, I don't know, for example, I was like, hey, um, let's watch some David Lynch films. Let's watch Eraserhead and... I don't know, Inland Empire or Mulholland's Drive, people would be like, okay, are all his movies like this? <laughs> like, that's what it would be. And that's actually, no, not all his movies are like that. But in any case, it's, it's like, okay, whatever. I'm <laughs> just thinking, like, I haven't seen very many David Lynch movies. I think maybe I've only seen his Dune. Okay. I don't think I've I think seen that's any the only one Did you see seen. Twin Peaks The Return? Uh, oh, I saw, I mean, I saw the, the show, yeah. Oh, and I guess I saw Fire Walk With yeah, Me. Yeah, he saw Fire Walk With Me. Okay, so, so I've seen that, but that's, you know, TV show-based, but I was just thinking, like, the thing I bring up of his all the time is just crazy clown time. Anytime there's a clown in a movie, like, then crazy clown time happens. Yep. Crazy clown time. Do you know what the hell we're talking about? <laughs> no, I've You've never it. seen it? It's a David Lynch music, music video? video that it's, it's a music video of one of his own songs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometime you'll have to see it and that's an apt thing to say because um you know trent harris deals in surrealism quite often as you now know and so did david lynch although yeah. not all of his films are surrealist much like trent harris where not all of his films are so he's like the he's the utah lynch i don't know <laughs> i don't know we met the utah rich little and now we got the uh yeah Utah David to be more specific. And yeah, now that we're dealing with the Utah David Lynch. See, Utah has everything in it. <laughs> it's just a slightly different version of what you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, we've been going on forever now. So <laughs> we will we will close it out here. And we close it out with uh what is that? Adios. Au revoir. I'll be dressing. Contact us at rentalstorerumble at gmail.com for questions, comments, hanging out, or requests for an episode. You can find us on Facebook as rental.rumble, Twitter at rentalrumble, Instagram at rentalstorerumble, as well as on Slasher, and rentalstorerumble.blogspot.com. Check us out on all the podcast platforms as well as anchor.fm slash rental dash store dash rumble. Music by me and cover art by Gwyneth Anderson. Keep drinking that Tranya.